Cheltenham, Cheltenham, Cheltenham is here again. Cheltenham, Cheltenham, Cheltenham is here again. Four days of racing at the festival. The first day is the champion hurdle. So put your bet on and turn the telly on. Cheltenham, Cheltenham, Cheltenham is here again. Cheltenham, Cheltenham, Cheltenham is here again. Now that's enough of that. Declan's already seen for God's sake in the background. We'll be with you in literally 12 seconds, guys, for our Cheltenham preview part two. Good evening. Chris. I thought that I thought that was your intro. Yeah. I thought you were going to address the audience there. Yeah, you know, to introduce us. Poor Ash again hasn't been introduced once. It's the second I, time. You're joking me. I introduced Ash last time. He did, and he said vote for me on Tipstar, so I can't I really did. complain. When when's the results of that actually? That's tomorrow night, I believe. I don't know if voting's still open. They said it was closed on Thursday, but if you haven't, drop us a vote. Yeah. Get yourselves over to the Racing TV website. Get voting for Ash. Um, we want him to win. Come on, Ashley. <laughs> He's been down at Taunton today, haven't you, Ash? You had a good time? Yep. I um, I was at Nichols earlier uh, today, uh, and I planned to come straight back to Cheltenham, but then someone said, you come in Taunton, and the, uh, the offer was too good to refuse. So I went to Taunton, back three winners from three races. So uh, it's good, you know, money well spent. I hope that's not an after time. <laughs> that's banned, yeah. There's only one person allowed to have to have here, and that's me. So leave it out. Um, yeah. Hello, Declan. How are you? Good. Fantastic. What are you on tonight? Got the red? Yeah, on a nice primitivo. If Tony's watching, I'd, yep. I'd imagine Tony's on the primitivo. Yep. Tony, tell us what you're on in the chat, buddy. We want to know. We want to know. Um, Andrew, hello. How are you? Have you had a haircut? Um, no, just no gel tonight. Um, right. it is. Uh, I, I had to rush back from the pub. Uh, that was the reason I myself and my brother went for a quick one. But um, oh. yeah, for back for there's too much. Uh, there's too much to cover on tonight's show to be staying down the pub. So I'm thirty up forward to it. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, well, are we ready to start? Are we ready to go through this? Yeah. It's probably going to be a two-hour one again, so we may as well crack on, haven't we? Again. Last oh, oh, the three hours it was. Three hours the other night. Yeah, that kind of people snoring by the end of it. Hey. <laughs> well, he was nearly bullying you anyway, and uh... <laughs> oh, I'm I can take it. It's you, it's you, it's you. You're the one. I, you're the one I'd be concerned for, Chris. Yeah, well, it's Steve. Yeah, well, I'd be concerned for Ash actually because Ash has not felt any wrath yet. So <laughs> make, sure, we make sure you can take it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, another two or three cans and then we can yeah 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 we'll, we'll get know. into it <laughs> right let's kick things off boys let's kick things off with the turner's novices chase registered adds the golden miller chase uh at the top of the market here we've got joint favorites in galapon de champs and bob ollinger lahon press is at nine to two brave man games at five to one blue lord at eight hot on colors at 12s along with jungle bootgate and riviere de tell 
Saint Sam is at 14 to 1, and Fury Road is at 16s. And it's 18 to 1 bar those. So where should we start with? Let's start with you, Declan. Um look, I suppose there's there's um a lot of these we already discussed for the article. They may do the night and, and they're probably not going to turn up here. Uh, Saint Sam might get the trip. He, he's one who could come here, but really, you know, I, I, we hope the, the top three turn up turn turn out here, don't we? Like Galvin Deschamps, Bob Ollinger and Lahan Press. Uh, it's really hard to, to see anything outside them winning it and you know we the three of them you know they, they all have a, a very similar chance. Galvin Deschamps was absolutely awesome on his, his chase debut at Leperstown. It really, really was freakish looking. Um he was very, very good then at, back at Leperstown in the grade one. And it, it was uh Master McShee who chased him home. I think he took horses out of their comfort zone that day. Uh, Capadano and see it Beacon Edge fell. You know, he took really, really good horses outside, out, out of their comfort zone. I, I heard people saying, you know, I don't know what they were expecting. It was a great one. Saying it wasn't as impressive as a beginner's chase. Now, he did be, uh, was a gentleman, gentleman to me. Who, what, who, he be, uh, ain't that a shame, I think, was second in the beginner's. Which I isn't just Henry's form, horse, like that's yeah. irrelevant though. You know, and, and he's been he's been talked up for the ultimate and the, the kid more, hasn't he? So like you know, he was never going to repeat that sort of performance in a grade one, but it was really, really good. Um Bob Ollinger, an awful lot of talk about his jumping. Uh he's never looked like falling to me. He's got loads of speed. I would be worried. I thought, and I got a lot of stick for saying this, I thought he was right on his limit. At Punchestown that day, I don't think he wanted to go any further at all. And you know, it, it's usually when they're blessed with as much natural speed as he is, they don't stay. You, you can't have everything. Uh, so I would be concerned. He, I'd be concerned that he could be outstayed here. Um, Lahan Press unbeaten over fences. He he won the Silly Oils easily and the Dipper. I'm not sure he's faced the quality of these two. Like Bob Ollinger has beaten Capadano. Uh, Galpin Deschamps has has won a grade one. Capadano was in the Beacon Edge. Master McShee, who's a grade one winner. So we, Lahan Press is a little bit of an unknown. He's taken that route through the. Um, he must have been absolutely thrown in in days novice handicap chases in Britain, where you get it. You know, you, you get your chase mark from another discipline. Um, it, it's absolutely madness. You know, hopefully soon we'll we'll see somebody making the chase debut off an all weather mark. Uh, that could be a, a strike of the hall. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, until we, he, he is the unknown, but I would I would find it hard to um, go with him until we've seen a, a little bit more. But at the same time, I couldn't really put anyone off him. It, it, it's just between these three for me. Uh, everyone's hoping Galvin Deschamps goes for the RSA, but I actually got 8 to 1 on Galvin Deschamps for this race. <laughs> so um, I think this is the race for him. You know, the, the RSA. To go on the RSA, you'd like horses to have some um, experience over three miles. He doesn't. I don't think he's. I know he won the three mile hurdle, but he's got plenty of speed. This is definitely the race for him. Look, it's boring. I'm going for a favourite, but um, he is the one for me. I've always been a big fan of his. What about yourself, Ash? Are you a big fan of him? I am a big fan of Galloping Deschamps. Uh, I, well, I effectively said last part that if he turns up for the round advisory, he wins. 
Uh, I think it's very similar here. I think if he turns up to the Turners, he just wins. Um, and look, I, I share very similar views to Deck. I, I can't see anything else out of the front three in the market uh, at all. Um, he's galloping the shots. I can't really say much more than or people already know, but you know, he's he's super progressive. He's just really, really good. And I think he wins. I will weigh in on the Bob Ollinger debate, though. I, I just, I seriously can't understand the price. I, I, I don't think he's been that impressive this season. You know, his his beginners chase, it was widely received that he wasn't up to say maybe everyone thought he was. Uh, sort of just like, oh yeah, his first chase. You know, hopefully we'll see him better on a second chase. Fair enough, you can excuse that. Second chase, I wasn't that impressed by him. Like, obviously. He 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 moved the gears into play to get past Capadano and stretch on by sort of four lengths before the last. But then after last, I, I just you know the, the distance stayed the same. And I think Capadano, you know, although I think he's a good horse and possibly one for the Brown Advisory, I I wouldn't have him anywhere you know anywhere near the quality of Galloping Deschamps and Bob Ollinger. You know, made hard work I thought any way of um, dealing with him. And well, go on. No, I, I was just, I, I was there that day and, and that's what I sort of meant. He didn't, he, he went away from him because he's got loads of speed, but he didn't stretch away from him again. But mm. that's why I think he was on his limit. And Capadano, another furlong, I think he'd been back upside him. Like, um, I think it's more where his stamina level is rather than his ability. But, you know, I, I think Capadano is a very good horse, but... It, I think he pulled the bed quite well. He just hit his limit then. Yeah, that, that that could be it for sure. I just I've never got on the Bob Ollinger bandwagon, and I'm probably one of the minority who has never got onto this bandwagon of him being, you know, top top class quality that he was being banded about. I mean, and like I, I'm not knocking Hugh Lauren chart. in the chat. Hugh Lauren in the chat. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not knocking his Cheltenham run at all because obviously it's very impressive. But if you actually like just just have a look at that form, what what did he beat? He beat. Gard de Mesnil, who's been severely underwhelming over a fence this season. He beat Brave Man's Game, who we all know wants a step up in trip. That was over two mile, two mile four in that hurdle race, correct? And yeah. he's now, we know yeah, he's sort of a three fine. miler. So we think maybe you have to say it maybe caught for speed by Bob Ollinger. So you do have to, I, I, I personally would slightly question the form of that Cheltenham race. Although they're class horses, I think conditions went against them that day. And I think the conditions were perfect for Bob Ollinger. So, and I, I, I'm, I, I like Lahon Press. He would have been my tip for this race uh, if Galloping de Champs doesn't go. Um, I thought he was super impressive at Cheltenham. Uh, and, you know, he could have won. He won as far as you like uh, that race where he beat Pictori and that other thing of Henderson's. Um, so, I, I basically, my tricast for the race would be if, if all three go, it'd be Galloping, Lahon, and Bob. Oh, he's taking a leaf out of your book. He's going for a tricast. Look at that. Okay. Tricast, Declan. He's taking a leaf out of your book. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. It. That's, Cheers, that's Ash. Um, Andrew. This is the one time where a novice chase in Britain that's going to have three runners is acceptable. <laughs> and it's taken two Irish horses to fill it. Uh -huh. uh, but, um, look, I'm praying Gallop and Deschamps runs here. Um, I don't think the money that we've um, kind of saw in the last 24 hours, I wouldn't call it, um, you know, absolutely conclusive. Um, as we know, there's Cheltenham preview nights, left, right and centre all over Ireland and all over England. And stuff gets said 
and it only takes one person to have the balls to go into the exchange to cause carnage Probably. usually mm-hmm. um and at that i echo the same for sir too i still think he's gonna run on a wednesday but look that's neither here nor there um i would agree with ash in the sense that i've learned my lesson with novices i would want to see any horse now in open company before you label them a star uh, for a start because as whether we like it or not novice hurdlers novice chasers it's restricted um it depends who you're up against and um, usually going into open company is a whole new kettle of fish and none of these horses with the exception i suppose of brave man's game who's going to run on the wednesday because he's running graduation chases none of them have really tasted open company um and even even fucking graduation chases are, are, are restricted i suppose as well the second season horses as well um i think there's a chance here that there's not going to be a lot of pace on and if there's not a lot of pace on we can probably all agree that bob ollinger is the fastest horse in this race um as what he's shown in the ballymore and Deccan, i think he'd win the arco by a furlong so that there is that as well um if there's not a lot of pace on bob ollinger wins this easily uh, they're like Lahom Press galloping the champ, very, very talented horses. I think Lahom Press could win the Gold Cup next year. Um, like he jumps and travels like a really, really, really smart horse. Um, galloping the champ could be anything. Um, again, don't want to label him as a star because I wasn't mad on the novice hurdlers this year. I'm not mad on the novice chasers this year as a result. Um, but the fact that I was in the stand for his two chase starts and he nearly ended up in County Wexford the first time. <laughs> and then the second time he made a grade one winner in Master McShee look fairly ordinary and he caused as what as Dex stated earlier, falls from Beacon Edge and an unseat from uh Capadano. Uh, really, really impressive. This is the best this could be the race of the festival. But there's no getting away from the fact that we're likely even if only two of them show up we're likely going to have a small field if we have a small field it's likely going to be a tactical race i don't think there's anything wrong with bob ollinger's jumping and if it's going to be a small field and a tactical race i i can't see bob ollinger getting beat personally and um, if there's something in there to to go lickety split bring them a to b you know go hard out, out in front which i don't think there is um you know manila drama maybe but he's not good enough he could bring them maybe two miles and probably get be in trouble down the hill i don't think he's going to even go to Cheltenham though and um, he'll probably be safe range which would suit him better if if it's going to be a tactical affair like i think it is i think bob ollinger wins this race do i think bob ollinger is going to be the best horse this time next year that's very much open to interpretation but if we're talking mm-hmm. about the turners the first race on Thursday at Cheltenham with a small field and likely a tactical affair. I think Bob Ollinger wins this race. Oof. All shout for Lahom Press next year, anyway. And uh, mm. um, Declan selection for that race, bud. Um, I, I think Gallopin de Champs outstays Bob Ollinger. Uh, I've no doubt Bob Ollinger's the fastest horse in the race, and, and even if it was a tactical affair, I still think he, he just outstays him. And um, I, I would. You know, I would just like to have seen more from Lahan Press coming into it. Uh, he he could be the fly in the ointment. That's a forecast there from Declan. Ash has got a try cast, yeah? Yeah, yes, but only with a strong bet because, you know, it's either Galloping wins, but then if he doesn't go, Lahan Press wins. But then I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust myself enough to lay 
Um, Bob Ollinger, so probably, yeah, might try gas, sure. Why not? Why the hell not? Bold. Fierce, I love it. Andy? <laughs> yeah, an intriguing race, which will leave an inconclusive result, but Bob Ollinger. Thank you very much, boys. Right, let's come on to the Ryanair chase now. Registered, uh, registered as the festival trophy. Here we fucking go. <laughs> that's right, all I'm going to say that's all I'm going to say about it that's all I'm going to say about it I promise is there a horse called he will fucking go running I thought we were only doing the grade ones. Oh yeah yeah we are sorry we're um, into grade yeah. four here <laughs> right well is this a hook'em job then Declan uh, look if he turns up in the form that he did last year you know what's stopping Alho you know look, looking down the field um Conflated Janadil. Like, I, I believe to win this race, I, I, I feel I was getting this race wrong for years, and I, I always went for the stare in this race, like the horse who probably should be running in the Gold Cup. Uh, and I think you need a, a speed horse to win this. Um, you know, when you look at the likes of Q card, Min, they were all really good over two miles. Um, uh, and stepping up with that natural speed. You know, they obviously they, they, they weren't quite good enough at two miles and that's why they had to step up. But I, I think you need a speed horse for this. And obviously Alaho, um he got he's got plenty of speed. He probably could run in a Queen Mother. Uh, he wouldn't win it, but he certainly hold his own in it. So he, he just does fit the bill really well. He could jump out in front and not see another horse like he did last year. Um it's too short for me to be having a bet on. There, there's probably some place money to be to be found i think well i thought elder allen was was good value some weeks ago uh, he's obviously got a lot shorter now but he picked up the pieces in the article already he could be the one to pick up the pieces here he's dead really well at newbury um, and like we we know he has that two miles speed hitman is another one he's still only six and he could i know he's gone over two and a half miles but he could improve um, improve her age stepping up again. Like I, I don't know what else is there. Tornado Flyers not not good enough. Like he's not he's not improving. He took advantage him and Asterian Falange took advantage of a pace collapse. Asterian Falange, you just can't trust him. There's he will win a race one day and the the people who are well they'll the people who keep backing him they'll only win back their money. Just forget about it. Enjoy him. Don't back him. Just enjoy him for what he is. He is a very talented horse, but he's absolutely no case. You can't trust him. Sean Blue has, has just been given an inch of rain, and, and Hardy Skelton's already kicked for home on him, so he'll definitely be tired. Uh, it, it could be interesting. Like, will 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 he go out in front? He won't be able to. He, yeah, well, that's the thing. He, he won't be able he won't, to. He won't um, bring, bring Alaho half a mile. Let's call a spade a spade here. It'll be, it will be interesting. Like, what sort of a ride is Alho going to get? If, if like men couldn't go with him last year, you yeah. know, that's how good he is. Uh, and it's an awful shame that this race is here because you'd love to see him running in one of the championship races. And he is that horse that could run in either of them. He'd probably just fail in both, but you'd love him and you'd, you'd back him all year round and he'd win the races, he'd win the Clonmel Oil, he'd win all those two and a half mile races. He'd pick up a, he'd pick up. Uh, a three mile grade one, he'd pick them up no problem. But the gold cup's probably just going to stretch him the extra two and a half four long. So he runs here, he makes the race a little bit boring. Um, right down the end, Royal Rendezvous, I don't know whether he turned up, 
Um, he he he'll be staying on. You know, he could pick up some pieces. He's big, big odds. So he's possibly dangerous if he runs because I just don't think he's he's um, a good enough jumper, particularly at the clip that Alamo might take him along. But yeah, I, I don't know. You're looking to pick up some place money, really, because Alamo, he's not he's certainly not a backable price for me. Uh, maybe Eldorado, Alan, and, and Hitman to fill the places. Thanks very much, Jack. Uh, let's come to Andrew next. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, this is a penalty kick, isn't it? Uh, I saw a, a hilarious um, enhancement. I think it was something to do with the race and post app yesterday. Um, there was a certain bookmaker that said if you signed in from a certain time, I think it was like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., they give you Alaho at 5 to 6. Oh. And that was their enhancement. You still on top. I'm much ready letting you have, <laughs> have yeah, it. It doesn't you, you, You'll get that in a day. Yeah, but the thing is, you, Andy, that you, was also, that was not on number, no one or bet either. Uh, look, you'd you'd get you'll probably get even money on today. To be honest with you, um, you think so? Yeah, you will. In the what morning time, you if you're at the track and you're at the bet Fred in the track, they give you even money. I guarantee. What you price is he now? Eleven to eight on. Eleven to eight. Yeah. He won't go on. He won't touch even money. He I, won't I, touch even money. I'll again. double that. I'll double that with Envoy Alain. Right. <laughs> Don't vegan. I'll hold the touch he, even he, money. He's not going to like. Although you make you where you're going to get more value on the day is. You've, in these handicaps, you have 10 horses priced up at 10 to 1. They're the ones to leave alone. You'll get more value on the day. But he is, this fella's not going to. I, you know, I say will. Make money too. I'd say you'll get even. I say you get evens. I, like Even if it's for a few minutes, you'll get evens. I, I, I'd i be sure of it. Well, um, if you're in a shop, you will get evens. But that's some value. Yeah. And you, you can have what you want on it. Yeah, like there's nothing, there's nothing to really stop him. I, I, I love Sean Blue. Uh, I was a big fan of him last year, and I actually have a feeling he could be at his best when fresh because of his running style. Mm. Um, but he's a mark of one four eight there. Like they could have taken in the plate or the ultimate and gone for Aintree. I would have thought. Um, and, you know, taking full advantage of him. That would um, seem better. Yeah. Um, I, I would have thought that that may have. You know, being the better play might have been, yeah, again, made more use of him. Um, Yanadil, I think, will be the one to f- uh, follow him home after his really good run in the Irish Gold Cup. Uh, I thought that was a, a really good effort. I'm surprised they took him out of the Gold Cup, to be honest. Uh, I thought they, they would have left him in, and I think he would have had an outside chance, to be honest with you. I don't think he did a whole lot wrong. If you take out his Savile's chase run, um, his form is up there with kind of anything from this season. You know, he ran Alaho fairly close into John Durkin. I know Alaho might have been left a little bit short, but the plan after the John Durkin was to send him straight to the Ryanair before they decided to take in the Thurless race. So I thought that was a really, really smart effort. Yeah, it was a good return for um, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Um, now, Michael O'Leary, the crazy bastard, wants to run conflated here. Instead of the Gold Cup, <laughs> absolutely. Remember when he crossed the line at Leopardstown? What I said, you're a madman. Yeah, you said you said he'd run. Yeah, I do. I'd run and here and be beaten instead of having to go for the Gold Cup, and which, which is crazy because Alaho is maybe outside of Shishkin, especially with the drift on Energamine, he's probably the most solid favorite the whole week. Um, and to take him on in an, in a year where there's an open Gold Cup with the Irish Gold Cup winner is blasphemous and it's the reason why the Ryanair shouldn't just not be a thing um but look again we're not here to speak about that 
Um, Conflated was brilliant in the Irish Gold Cup. He jumped from fence to fence. Um, he was clearly the best horse in the race on the day. He didn't miss a fence. He jumped out of Davies' arms the whole way around, and he was easily the best horse in the race. Um, and it would be an absolute disgrace if he was to run here, to be brutally honest with you. Uh-huh. Um, it, it would actually make me probably physically sick if I saw him declared. I'd probably be sitting there in my hotel room and I'd, I probably wouldn't even have, like, I'm not a big drinker when I go racing. I might have one or two points and I'd just be getting sick because he's declared for the Ryanair. You wouldn't fly uh, fly Ryanair again, will you? Well, yeah, I'd swim home. Um, so, <laughs> um, El Dorado Allen, I think that's a mistake as well. I, I think I'll go for the Gold Cup with him. Just he's Next young, told us where he's going. Yeah, like he's going to run here, but he's a young enough horse. He's eight years old. Run, give Have a shot at the Gold Cup. You can have a shot at the yeah. Ryanair next year if he doesn't stay. Um, and, and again, that's a bit of a pity. Franco de Port hates, like, it's funny he has Port in his name because he probably hates the bow. Um, <laughs> like, he never runs well in England. Um, Hitman's a non stare, uh, lost in translation, I think, going for the Ultima. San Calvados has not been the same since finishing second to Min. They've tried to get three miles with him and he just doesn't get it. Would um, on, a little ch- comment there, Andy, in the chat. Would does St. Cavalus run here instead of Gold Cup? Would he? Would he's third in the King George? Is he the in chat? the Gold Cup? Because he he turned. I know they went hard in the goal in the King George. He does and have an Any horse that yeah. any horse that's ran in the King George has basically bounced. Yeah, he's a hundred um, to one for the Gold Cup. But he but, ran. He ran two weeks ago, didn't he? Alaska. Yeah, and he pulled up. Yeah, um, he, he, so he bounced. He bounced hard. He bled. Oh, he's a bleeder. Oh, I don't think he, no, I don't think he bled. Did he bleed? No, no, he did. He did. He did. Oh, that's boy. In the bin with him. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's devastating now. I hope he, I'm sorry to hear that now. Um, oh. I hope they kind of get to the end of that. But look, Alaho, I think, wins this race. Conflated, or not conflated, sorry. Yanadil, I think, will be second. And if Willie Mullins runs a third horse, <laughs> it'll probably be third. Um, <laughs> like, I think if Mellon was to run here, I think he'd be third. Um, he's second, he could be second. Yeah, second. Yeah. He loves being second. He's like, he's like the Irish my tender years. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, I, I think, um, look, it's a it's very much a penalty kick, um, mm. for a really, really classy horse in a race that shouldn't exist. Okay, uh, just, to touch on, just to touch on what Andy said about El Dorado, Ellen. I, I don't mm. think there's anything wrong with taking this step from two miles, taking this in, and then as Andy said, he's still quite a young horse. And, and the Gold Cup can be so tough on, on any horse, really, not just young horses. That, like, you could take this this race in, or the race that was here before it, you know, was for novices or, or second season chasers. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it, it did make sense to to be stepping up towards a Gold Cup. Um, and if he runs well here, there's no reason why he can't go and win a Gold Cup next year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, people are trying to drop. They're trying to. They're trying to drop information into me. Tommy is spanking. What? What? Just actually, it doesn't matter. Actually, I'll, I'll get on the playback. <laughs> Ash, we'll come to you now, buddy. Um, uh, there's not much else I can really say that's already been covered. I think it's been covered quite well. Um, Shamblu, uh, Dan was say, uh, Dan Skelton was saying that he's going to run at. Uh, his pace. He's not going to exactly try to uh, set the running. He's just going to run at his pace. And if Alaho wants to go past him, then Alaho can go past him. Uh, you know, vice versa. If Alaho wants to drop in, drop in. They're going to run at a pace and stick to it. Um, I think, uh, yeah, St. Calvados, he bled. Um, Nichols said they need to find out whether he's just a bleeder and train him in, in a different way. 
Um, so that's sort of him covered. Um, Janadil is my sort of play in the race. I think I was listening to, uh, I can't remember who I was listening to now on a podcast. They said that obviously if Alaho turns up or if Alaho turns up maybe five pounds less than his run last year, he probably wins. But you would just, uh, well, personally, I just would have that slight lingering feel that did he leave everything there? Like, I know he's been very impressive this season, but that's, you know, two big runs he needs to perform over the same course, two mega runs to win. And, you know, there's there's very few horses that can do that because that was an absolutely, you know, he left everything on the track that day. So you, you don't know, you know, he could have potentially left all of it or just he's slightly going a bit down. So I'm, I'm happy to take him on at the price. And I do think, um, I think he'll go shorter, personally. I think the amount of people that are piling into him on Twitter and saying he's their banker, he's their banker, I think this could go off. I don't know what price he's now, but I think he could go off one to two, possibly one to three. You know, I think he could go really short on the day. Um, mm. And I think Janadil just has form tying in with Alaho. Like, you know, obviously two lengths in that John Dirk, and I know it may have been a green as grass, Alaho, you know, fresh of the season, but it's still good form and you know Janadil I thought he was very good last season he um he beat Franco Deport, Asterian Falange, Conflated uh, in a novice chase at Fairy House uh, last April uh he also beat Longhouse Poet in a beginner's chase at Nace um so I I've always been a fan of Janadil I think I backed him at some stupid price like 28 to 1 in a handicap last season he won for me and just, that's when my lover first started for him <laughs> um so I think Janadil is my only player in the race uh, Eldorado Allen's good. I think, I think, I, I kind of agree with Deck. I think um, if he goes Ryanair now, that's perfectly fine to go to the Gold Cup next year, sort of as a progression mm -hmm. through. Because, like Joe Tizar was saying yesterday, three miles around Newbury is completely different to three miles to around Cheltenham. So he'd be much more suited to the two mile four trip around Cheltenham instead. Um, so I, I'd be happy to oppose him just on that reason uh, that maybe. He might be better as a stayer, but he might be better as a stayer on a flat track. Um, I just don't think he's the class of Alaho, and the only one that's really got the form of Alaho is Janadil. So um, that would be my play in the race. Shamblu, I can't have it personally. Um, mm. It's it's very much an owners driven that one. Dan was um, attracted to go to a handicap, but the owners said he was a Grade One horse. They wanted to go Grade One with him, um, and yeah, Janadil for me. I, I just I. Just on um, Alaho's constitution, I, I think he's got a massive one. I wouldn't be worried. Like, he was probably... A lot of horses were feeling that, John Dorkin, I think. Janadale being one of them. That's why he underperformed so much at Christmas. Um, I don't think... I think Alaho's got a massive constitution. Uh, and just... I, I'm also a big fan of Janadale Lash, but the, what turns me against him is my theory that you need pace in this race. And for that... I'd be more interested in Janadil and the Gold Cup than I would be here against Alaho. Yeah, fair enough. Well, thanks very much, boys. Let's go over selections. Ash clearly likes Janadil each way. Um, Declan, your selection for this one? Look, I think Alaho will win, but for some absolute each way filth. Pure, oh, dirty pure stuff. Filth. Oh, filthy. Oh, scouser <laughs> filth. Go for a shower. <laughs> try, try. Um, so you nick some places where uh, would you get four places? Would you? Could I do it? Yeah, you never know, do you? Hold I mean, on, sure you're, you're looking, looking for each way place. value and you're looking for a fifth of the odds four places. Jesus Christ, <laughs> who are you? Money stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, El Dorado Alan Hitman, and you know what? I, I might be thinking of 
a Royal Rendezvous turned up here. You know, he, I can't he believe he didn't get a Grand National entry. Yeah, he I was probably got the Irish that. National Andy. He probably will, yeah. Probably got the Irish, probably laid out for that Irish National League. Yeah. We just put him away till everyone forgets about who he is again and he'll turn out in the Irish <laughs> National well in. Just um quickly on Hitman, I think he's gonna miss Cheltenham. I think oh, he's gonna really? miss Cheltenham and go to That makes tree. sense. That's yeah. Awesome, yeah. But well, Nichols needs to change his attitude. He doesn't want to go there and get beat, but we should be going there for some each way pure filth. <laughs> sure. He initially he was initially thinking of skipping him a Brave Man's game as well, wasn't he? Like I think yeah, before the Cotto yeah. star. They, they, they yeah. were mad he, yeah, he's so. lost his bottle. But he's skipping everything. Jesus yeah. Christ. Except the, uh, the, the Hunter Chase, is he? He's mad for that. Oh, yeah, mad for that. We'll come really on must have nothing later. Uh, Andy, your selection for this? I agreed with Ash. Um, I really like Yanadil. I don't think I'll back him each way. I think I'd just rather back him without Alaho. And I'll back, yeah. I'll back him to win in case there's something wrong with Alaho. And I'll back him without Alaho. Thank you very much. Uh, right, next horse... Next horse, next race we're going to come to is the stairs hurdle. Um, just bring Ash back in there. He's just left. He's here. Hi, Ash is back. There we go. Uh, next, yeah, the next race is the stairs hurdle we're going to go over. And last year's winners in here at Flor Florin Porter at seven to two. Uh, Time Hill at nine to two. Classical Dreams at fives. Um, Declan's favourite horse is the Champ at eleven to two. Everybody's favourite horse and lover for Paisley Park is at sixes. Asterian Falons at tens. Uh, well, Kahala at 10s as well, and it's 12 to 1 bar, though. Uh, we, we start with Declan with most of them, but let's come to Ash to start this one. The Stayers. Wouldn't it just be so nice if um, Pacey Park won? Wouldn't it Wouldn't it just be an absolutely great place to be if Pacey Park won and uh, uh, just came back and, you know, reclaimed his Stayers title? Uh, I'd personally be all over it and um, would be love, love to be at course that day. Um the stayers, I find it. I found this quite difficult to work out because they've just been beating each other up all season. Um, you know, Champ was you know the second coming when he won at Ascot, and then he went and lost to Pacey Park, and everyone went, "Oh well, that's him gone." Pacey Park's been gone all season. Then he wins one run at Cheltenham, and everyone thinks, "Oh, it's the old Pacey's back." Um, classical Dream, he was meant to be again the second coming. Then he went and lost on heavy ground to Raw Kahala, and you know he's gone. And then. Time Hill and Flooring Porter have increased their credentials just by sitting in their box. Um, <laughs> so I, I just, I don't, I, I couldn't really work this one out. And then I took a look at the markets and I saw that Asterion Falange was 10s for this race when he's 20s for the Ryanair. And I don't know whether he's going to go for this race. And I, I, I don't know. And I don't know if you've heard any information on if he's going. The here last or the time he ran over hurdles at the Cheltenham Festival. He knocked over a horse and it hasn't been seen since. Elixir Denae. And we haven't seen him since. He hasn't been seen. Look, I will never forgive Asterion for that race because I was on Elixir Denae that day. Such a mad bastard. I thought that was an absolute bolter. I thought Elixir Denae was going to go really close that day and I'll never forgive Asterion for that run. But if he goes for that race, you just have to ask, like, is he not just a class act in this race? I know he, look, he, he would have won the John Durkin. He would have gone very close uh, in the King George. And say, for example, okay, a, a recurring horse in these sort of like runs that he's had is Janadil. If Janadil, for example, in a hypothetical way, was in this race or a, someone of, of the class of Janadil was in this race, what price would he be? Very short, I think. Maybe mm. 
two or threes to one, and then you're getting ten to one non-runner money back about Asterian. I think isn't bad because we really don't know where he, where he's going to go. I think I think Mullins is maybe cautious at the fact that he has fallen um, fallen twice uh, at the last offence. So maybe he could go here. Um, but if I was to pick one out of the confirmed runners uh, that we think is going to go, I would be over Champ. I think he's just a class act, and I don't think that was really that. I, um, someone was saying. I think it might have been uh, you there, Andy, who was saying something about Champ uh, on the day. Um, someone said that he wasn't looking his best or uh, Nicky had left a lot to work on for him. I think he could just be back to his best for this and I think he's a class act over them. Mm. Thanks very much, Ash. Um, we know that Asturian Falons is a bit of a head case, but what about Classical Dream? He's a bit of a nutter too. I tell Deck. you what, if, if, if he's booking in the ring, just back him. Don't. <laughs> Just, just back him if he's booking in the ring. He was Cam McGowan. I remember seeing him after the Supreme at Punchestown when he won the two-mile uh, novice grade one at, at Punchestown. And mm. it, two of them couldn't control him. He two-handed at Gowron, but he was asleep. You know, Yeah. no wonder he ran flat. Uh, he was flat. If he's booking in the ring, I, I think he wins this. Yeah, I thought it was sitting um, at Leopardstown deck. I sorry? Really do. I thought he was scintillating at Leopardstown. Yeah, look, he was—he was—he he charged the tape at Leopardstown, so yeah, well, yeah. he was himself at Leopardstown, and, and nothing else could live with him. And you can—you can argue, you know, that he—he he stole, but the horse stole the lens. The jockey didn't steal the lens. There's nothing he could do about it. He charged the tape. Well, we've seen him charge the tape in the Supreme. He caused mm. the false start in the Supreme, and you know. Only for Ruby was on his back, maybe he'd never have gone around there. Like it was, it was another brilliant ride from the front by Ruby. But if he's booking in the ring, if you know anyone that's going to be there, or you'd probably see it on the telly if you're not there, if he's booking and kicking and biting, back him because I think he wins this if he's if he's himself. Like Florin Porter's another headbanger. Um, he lost the plot at Punchestown after winning this last year, and you would have to be worried. Classical Dreams come here and he's done it with a crowd. I'd be very, very worried with Flora Porter coming here with a crowd because I, I think he's more nuts than Classical Dreams. I think he's a proper headbanger. He's obviously very, very talented, but he's very hard to trust. Like he was, he completely lost the plot at Punchestown. And I'm not even, it was a Delis Mullen Horton at Navin. I'm not sure he completely put that race to bed when he fell. And he's just very, very hard to, um, to, to trust, I think. And, you know, he, he wouldn't be for me. Champ, I, I think we figured out his best friend fresh. Um, he, he he appears to run no races after a seasonal debut. And, you know, he was ran down by Paisley Park, which, look, that was a great performance by Paisley Park. But we were worried about pacing that race, where it was going to come from. You know, there was so little pace in that race, you were able to make a case for McFabulous if it turned into a sprint. But what actually happened is when Paisley Park got left at the start, it, it gave him a nice end-to-end -end gallop. He had to make up those lengths, you know, um, very evenly. And, and the race suited him down to the ground. He he ran a different race to everything else because he was left at the start. Mm. Ruby didn't think so, though, did he? Look, you know, what does he know? Does he ever get invited on here? No, you don't know anything. <laughs> There's a reason Ruby's not on here. No, look, I, I just think he ran a different race. The, the race wasn't... It wasn't ran that quick, but 
it suited him perfect. It was a nice season, even Gallup the too, and he just outstayed him then in the end because I just I just think Chab, you have to catch him when he's fresh. Like he he nearly won over two miles at Newbury in the game spirit, and then he's won our Ascot three miles hurdles um, this year. But he's done nothing since. Did he even finish the Gold Cup? I don't think so. Um, and, and then he was. I got to about the fifth fence. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Time Hill could be the forgotten horse here. I think he's a really, really classy animal. I know you like him, Chris. Um, I, I think he'll turn the tables with Champ. He missed this last year. And because he missed this last year, he's probably the forgotten horse. He ran a stinker in France. Even on like even on the flat where horses go to France a lot more, I'll always forgive them a run in France. It's just a different style of racing, different ground. Um, I'm, I'm always happy to put a, a line to a run in France. Royal Kahala, I think she wants this trip, but she's not going to get a ground here, is she? Like, is is it raining there still, uh, Ash? Well, it's been raining. <laughs> it's been raining today. Um, that's just an official speed. weather forecast looking out yeah. the window. The long the range, today. the long range forecast apparently isn't great. No, mm. well, look, she might get a ground if she gets her ground. I, I, I can't, I can't put her up now. You know. I'm not a weatherman. I'm much more honest. But <laughs> if, if she's to get a ground, this is the trip she wants. I think she's a much yeah. better chance here. But you know that lad will have it. If, if the weather's not unsettled, if it's good and, and we're going to look like we're going to have decent ground, you know the holes will be out, and she'll get a ground on day one because he loves that old holes. But it, it'll start to dry up with if the if the temperature picks up and you have a bit of a breeze, the ground will be dried up by Thursday. Yeah. Um, Board of Victory, I think, wants this trip as well. You know, we, we covered her, her the other night, um, and I think if she ran here, she'd have to be taken very seriously. I'm willing to give Homeboy the Lee a chance. He's a failed chaser. He just fits the profile perfectly, doesn't he? Like, he's a failed chaser <laughs> in this plotter's race. You know, it was a surprise second in the Camoy, but he, he looked like he was going to win it at one stage. He's massive odds. He's, he's 66 to 1. I think you'll probably get bigger if you look around. He stays mm. forever. He wasn't a bad chaser. He was just a touch slow. Um, He just seriously lacked the gear. But, you know, this could be the race for him. Particularly on, on the on the new course where you have that, you know, such a long run from the second to the last. Most horses, the classier ones, that's where they fall into the hole because they picked up the bit. Like, that. that's why... The big books and the English drivers and the Paisley Parks. That's why they're perfect for this race. Is they're not picking up the bit and they're not wasting energy, and they don't run out of steam in between the last hill because it's it's a long, long run down that hill and around the bend to the last. And home with the lead, could you know, he could be. This could be his game, I think. Mm. And I think he's, he's big, big odds. But I, you know, I'll probably have I'll probably have a small bit on home with the lead. I, I, you know, in the next few days, but if Classical Dream is booking and kicking in the ring, I will be backing him on the day. Funny you mentioned home by the league, actually, because uh, I remember when he won that Furry House Maiden, um, and he beat a horse that I've been waiting for for so long in A1 of uh, Rishi's, um, yeah, Rich Rishi's horse. He's interesting, actually, because I've just actually had a look at that A1 because I remember that, and he's entered this weekend, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, he's entering Leopard Sound on Sunday, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. We'll be up I'll, there, Jack. I'll save her point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's come to you, Andy. Oh, yeah. Sunday. I'm down to lose a lot of money on Sunday. 
Um, I, <laughs> I think right. five five of my favourites are entered on a random industry Sunday at Leopardstown. It's grim, but look, it's going to have to be done. Um, look, if you had a spare two hundred quid, you, you could you could cause ruptions. Um, because I only had a look at it when Ash mentioned Asterion for Lange. You, you could have a right laugh here now, right? Um, and this just shows you how easy it is to move a market. So there's three euro available at 42s. There's 17 euro available at 40s. He drops all the way down to 18.5 for four quid. And then you're down to a 14 to one chance. And if you wanted, you could clear that 14 to one for 19 quid. And you could um, you could stick a few quid in there at six or seven to one, 20 quid or so. And someone <laughs> will log on and go, Jesus, he's six to one for the stairs hurdle. And you cause fucking ruptions. And you'd be in, you'd probably be in the paper the next day and all over. Let's do that right now. You could, if you had a few quid, you could handily do it. Um, and it'd be great laugh altogether. Um, and someone might, it might be a bit of a laugh. I might just watch and just see if if someone, (laughs) someone wants just to take the piss, um, and you know get their get their name in the paper indirectly. Um, but anyway, back to the stairs. Yeah, back to the stairs hurdle. Um. Yeah, Deck made an interesting point there with home by Lee. Uh, quite in a, unexposed at this trip. Um, Royal Kahala was, it's, she's definitely a soft ground three miler. Um, and, and that was definitely a career best. I know there was a comment there saying that the form is bad, but look, she can only beat what's in front of her. I don't think it was that bad a race at the time. Um, and you can look at hindsight's 2020, obviously. Um, and yeah, classical dream being as quiet as a mouse. You should be sitting there at the tote desk. And if he charges the tape, get whatever you can on him before before they jump off. Yeah. Um, look, the stairs hurdle. That's it. Like they, they either race behind the bit as, again, as what Dex said, or um, or their afterthoughts. Like you don't have a foal in the field and go, oh Jesus, that that's gonna win a stairs hurdle. Like no, there's no, not, not one person, not one person has ever, no one person has ever said that ever. You, you did. Um, you said the Florida Porter. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, that's different. The Florian Porter, um, he'd 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 kill himself over a fence, and he's a little bit of a lunatic, um, and I, I love him. He's probably he's probably my favourite national hunt horse. I, I took a real liking to him last year, and I don't think he's done a whole lot wrong going this way. Obviously, at Punchestown was a different story. He was acted like an absolute fool at Punchestown. Um, he's he's matured a lot this year, though. He seemed it it was he was unlucky at Navin. I think in the in the list Mullen hurdle, he fell at the second last, and he was still, you know, I think Danny Mullen still had a, had a double handful. He would have probably won that day, um, and then Classical Dream, in my opinion, to to the eye, I thought it was a false start. I actually looked away, assuming it was a false start, and then Classical Dream had a six seven length advantage, and I thought I thought Flying Porter was a really good effort to kind of keep up with him and maintain that distance, and it was a different time zone back to Burning Victory in third. So I, I thought that was a really, really impressive performance. There could be a battle for the lead, obviously, with Classical Dream and Flooring Porter. They could cut each other's throats, but I would trust Danny Mullins and Paul Townend to not be irresponsible. And I think that pace will hold up. I think they're easily the two best horses in the race at this trip. Um, I think I, I, I think that I agree with Deck. He, he convinced me that Champ is a better horse fresh. Now, he has had time since January, so, you know, there is that, but I don't think his form is good enough to win a stairs hurdle against Flooring Porter or Classical Dream if one of them shows up in peak form. Time Hill is probably the most likely horse to run his race um, with the market protagonist, so he does have that going for him, and 
you know that that's actually quite a lot to give in in a stairs hurdle field like that is yeah. um he's probably a he's probably a, a nap for your top three but he's kind of priced accordingly i'd take a chance on flooring porter personally i think he's i think gavin cromwell targets the spring his yard is going to come back into form he's had, he's had a, he obviously had a winner last week a very very quiet january and february which is very characteristic with the yard I think mm. he's going to hit Cheltenham with an absolute vengeance this year. His deck knows. Look at him smirking. Like I've been saying this for weeks now. <laughs> he, I think he's going to have more winners than any British trainer at the Cheltenham Festival. I think he, he has got more. he has got a lot of entries at Navan mm. on Saturday. I think he's yeah. got around twelve. And he yeah, changes feed. We'll see exactly. So <laughs> well, I think he could have three or four winners easily. Uh, and I think he'll. I think he'll. Um, I think a few will turn up in handicaps at big, big prizes. So I would be with flooring porter here um and it could be my bias coming out from last year so i was very much keen on him last year but i i do like him and i think if he shows up in top form if classical dream doesn't pester him and as i said i think paul townend and danny mullins are too too good at their craft to cut each other's throats and um, yeah i know when sometimes there's two front runners in a field you can go oh they'll cut each other's throats but you know, th- this isn't Harry Skelton we're talking about here now, so <laughs> we don't need we don't need to worry about that. I think these two lads will go a responsible gallop, and I think they'd be very, very, very hard to catch. And so, it'll be flooring Porter for me, and Deck saying home by the Lee. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him run a big race. I'm not going to put him up. It'd be flooring Porter, but um, that is a fair fair uh, show and if anybody has 200 quid please move to market mysterium for launch it'd be so funny it'd be so fucking funny Go on. yeah yeah i just i want to touch on a few comments here in the in the uh in the chat um this is an interesting one um royal kahala farm is atrocious no hope <laughs> when she be home with a lee who always put up <laughs> <laughs> no look it's just and, and i see packy's another comment about classical dream he, he won't be fresh he doesn't need to be fresh. He needs to be mad. You know, you <laughs> need to know, flick him in the air before he goes out or something. Mad, kicking and bucking. Like he's, he, it's not that he needs to be fresh. He, he's just, you know, he just trust me on this one. If, if he's bouncing around that ring, if they're struggling to control him, back him. He was so flat at Gowron, and I've seen him when he's bucking and kicking. And I seen him at Punchestown after the Chetland Festival, after he's he's won a Supreme Novice. He wasn't fresh. He just won a Supreme Novice and he'd gone to Punchestown. And he was crazy, you know. Fucking mm. like he charged the tape at Leopardstown. <laughs> when he's in that form, that's the form he needs to be in. Just back him. Just wait. Keep your powder dry on him. Have your bet in the race. Hold Have your bet what? Hold up the Tokyo, wait till the white flag is yeah. raised. He charges the tape, <laughs> back him. Do it on your phone, like you know, because you know, you, you, you'll know, you'll be in the ring, you'll know in the ring. Yeah, you You're can blame now. Keep your powder dry, have your bet, whoever, have your you know, mm. back home with the lee, take some nice, juicy odds, and then on the day, just watch him, watch him yeah. in the ring. Well, it could turn out to be an absolute head case of race um but we love it we love it uh right selections then declan you are going for look I, i'm putting up i'm putting up home with the lee now but if, if you see um if you see him booking and kicking in the ring and a man sprinting to the bookies <laughs> that'd be me <laughs> uh, andy 
the IHRB 2021 Herder of the Year, Flooring Porter, as announced yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. And Ash? Um, champ. Uh, yeah, Champ. Maybe if Asterian goes, but Champ. Champ. We can make Asterian go, Ash. All you need is 200 <laughs> quid and the exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sit there with your popcorn. Well, my, you uh, 50... some money today. Yeah, with my 50 pence each way, doing it. <laughs> it could do. It could do it all. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Time Hill myself um, in that one, as you know. Uh, we're going to go to the Mers Novice now hurdle, which is the Dawn Run Mers Novices hurdle. Um, Declan's already grimacing at this. Wait, I never even looked at this, but I know who wins this, so I don't know where okay. Oh, that's all right then. That's okay. Uh, Brandy Love is 11 to 4. Um, Allegory Davasi at threes with Dino Blue at threes as well. Party Central is at sevens with Grangia eights, Impervious eights as well. 14 to 1 bar those. And where do we want to start here? Andy, I'm sure you've looked at this in depth. Yeah, I have, but it, it's. Did, I, I kind of cracked this race after all the all the Irish mares started winning last year. Obviously, with Black Tears at the Dublin Racing Festival, and then Heaven Help Us won the Coral Cup, and then you know, tell me something. Girl probably should have been six to four, but by by the time she went off for for this mm. race because it was red hot form. Um, look, which, that, of that, win, which of Willie's wins it then? Hey, well, Willie didn't train the winner last year. Well, yeah, so, yeah he did be and. The winner of the Paddy Mullins handicap hurdle this year, the Dublin Racing Festival, was Party Central, mm. who won with any amount in hand. I thought Bannon, I backed Bantown Girl and Brides Hill, and I really fancy Brides Hill for this race. Um, and she actually pulled up at Leopardstown and wasn't. Um, she came out the latest uh, stage there of a uh, the latest entry stage. So I hope everything's okay with her because I. I don't think a bad run would would usually turn Gavin Cromwell off, but Party Central won this race. Say goodbye was a the most eye catching second, um, and and that's probably one you should kind of go back and watch. Um, I, I'm not sure where Say goodbye is going to run here or the Martin Pipe. She's two entries. Um, I'm not even sure Party Central will be guaranteed to uphold that form if you could go back and watch that race. But anyway, um. They're the two that kind of spring out. I I don't think um I I don't think the runner up Sega Boy is going to run here. She's forty to one. She's good form. I like she does have a Martin Pipe entry, and I think that's where she's going to go. Party Central. The thing I like about that Paddy Mullins handicap hurdle is this is a grade two, and if you win. There's a race at Fairy House that they entered her in. I think they withdrew her and they went for this handicap instead. And if she had won that, she would have had a penalty. Uh, you win a handicap, obviously you don't have a penalty. And that race last year was strong form. It doesn't mean that the 2022 renewal is going to be strong form, but it's usually a good point to kind of start. Uh, the other horse I will bring up at a big, big price is Choice of Words for Martin Brazel. Uh, she's 33 to 1 at the moment, and it's her only Cheltenham Festival uh, entry. She chased home journey with me at Nace. And that's a race now that Mar that's a race that is targeted by Martin Brazel. So the the issue I may have with her is she may not go because Martin Brazel's won that race multiple times. He's won that with City Island and he's won that with um You Raised Me Up last year. Now that's 
like we don't know if there's much improvement in that run, but she is probably overpriced. But for me, I think Party Central is the one to go with because that race last year was such strong form. She was a very, very good bumper mare. And I think on the balance of that form, and assuming Sega Boy is going to go for the Martin Pipe, uh, she'd be the one I'd be with here. Thanks, Andy. Lauren's confirmed that Allegory de Vassi is out for the season, so thanks, Lauren. Um, let's come to you next, Ash. Um, Andy's kind of stolen my thunder there, because I also was, also was going to flag up choice of words. Thunder uh, buddies. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, you made a good case for it. I'm, you know, I, I completely agree with everything you said there. I thought it was... Um, I thought it was a really good run in behind um, Jenny with me. Uh, I like Ma- Martin Brazel uh, as a as a trainer. I like it when he sends uh, Cheltenham runners over as well. I backed City Island. Well, I didn't back. I was underage at the time, but I, I liked City Island for the race. Um, uh, where, where you won. What race was that now? Beat Champ in that novice hurdle. I uh, can't remember which one it was now. Um, but yeah, so I like the trainer. I, I really like the horse. I can't remember when I tracked it from. I started tracking it maybe sometime late last season um and i put him up uh, to take on journey with me uh, and i thought it was a very good run um there is there has been a slight drift on the horse which i'd be quite i'm not mm. quite concerned about slightly concerned about i um i put choice of words in an accumulator uh 20 to 1 maybe a couple of weeks back and i checked the exchanges it was at it was at something like 110 at one point it's now calmed down to around sort of 40 ish he's gone she sorry she's gone 33s as you said there Andy on the books mm. um there's a know. reason for that Ash I, I don't mean to cut you over sorry but Go the on. reason I said she might not run is um first of all she may need two and a half miles and second of all there's a mayor's novice grade one at the fairy house Easter festival which would suit her way more and to take in okay. the dawn run is that's the reason I said she might not turn up like there there's a much more attractive option over more suitable trip at fairy house and that's the reason I think she is that price. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, well, so if she goes, um, I I'd still like it for the race. I mean, made a very strong case there for um, sort of going elsewhere. Uh, if she doesn't go, uh, I'd side with Nurse Susan for Dan Skelton. Um, Dan said that she uh, she said there's not he said there's not much between these two, uh, Nurse Susan and La Bell. Uh, we know where La Bell stood in the market before she was pulled out for entry. Uh, I was a massive LA Bell fan. Uh, I was uh, in that bumper and in the Mayor's bumper um, at Aintree last season. Um, so just to hear uh, Dan say that uh, she's there's not much between them is promising. Uh, obviously, was two lengths behind uh, Love Envoy uh, at Lingfield, but I don't think she handled the ground very well. I think Love Envoy is a complete mudlark. Obviously, she's won twice now on heavy. I think mm. she absolutely registered the uh, um, heavy. And Nurse Susan, you can just see it, really. Uh, in the way that Nurse Susan went about things. She really went to go get stuck in uh, between um, the second and the last. And she, I think she just you know, couldn't find anything under the ground. Obviously beat uh, Zabiel uh, Champion, uh, who was a pretty decent horse on the flat. Uh, beat Zabiel Champion by two lengths at Leicester in a novice hurdle. Um, and, you know, apart from if you look past that Love Envoy run, which was still impressive, but just um, the ground maybe didn't suit her. She won by seven lengths. At Carlisle, and she hasn't really been. She's sort of kind of unbeaten in sort of a way. So um, I'm I'm happy to side with Nurse Susan at a monstrous price of twenty to one. Mm, thank you very much, there, Ash. Um, Haki's been in here and he's written uh, C sessions for Russell Sullivan's a real sleeper. Your thirty-three to one will travel well into this type of race. Deck, you you 
you like sea sessions and maybe not for this race do you but you know you you, you like the horse look i i'd um i'd love ross to get a winner um i'm not sure she was getting an entry here um but she she got it anyway uh it was it was definitely toward choice race to go for they obviously want to run in the fred winter she's one two five she might get in I, I didn't think one two five would be high enough to get in, but mm. I, I you know I thought you you would have needed to be about one thirty. But the triumph was mentioned as well. If she didn't get in, and uh, they definitely weren't thinking about this race. Now they might they may have changed their mind because she will get an allowance here. Um, but they they definitely weren't thinking about this race. They were thinking if they didn't get into the triumph, that you know the the owner wants a day out, there, so they're gone. Um. And the triumph is an option. It could be a small fail, you know, but she's probably, she is a really, really tough filly. She's very likable. Um, like we've seen her in her entry, you know, she was just denied at Doncaster under a penalty. Mm. Right? So that was a really, really good run. Um, she is a really good filly. So, yeah, she would be interesting here with, with the allowance, but I know it certainly was the tour choice. And so I, I don't think she'll turn up Um she gets into the Fred Winter, she has a chance. It's a handicap, like you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, I I'd love, I think she'd enjoy the Fred Winter. Although I, I hope uh, after what the handicap has done this week, that Willie's win by a furlong. Yeah. And I, I I didn't actually look at this race. Didn't know we were covering it, Chris. But I really, really, you know, I've made no secret of this. I'm a big fan of Impervious. Um, yeah. you know, Colin Murphy definitely knows his way around the filly. He trained for a love of death. She beat Bally William Boy over two and a half miles early season. Uh, then she went to Down Royal on the Friday and she won over two miles. She showed she plenty of speed and she does stay well. She ran in the Royal Bond and I think the Royal Bond, like I said the other night, was quite a good race. I think um, people aren't giving it the respect it deserves. Uh, it, it was a bit of a funny race, but I think it was a good race. Uh, she, she There was a couple of money for her that day. Mm. Uh, I think they really fancied her, but it, it didn't work out for her. I think the new course at Cheltenham will suit her because she stays really, really well. Um, and I think she's a really good chance here. Uh, she'd be my selection. What did you make of that Royal Bond deck, actually? Because um, there's one at a bigger price that actually won the Royal Bond in Statuaire at uh, 20s. Yeah, well, Statuaire has the option of the county hurdle as well, which I mm. thought was interesting. But she's... There's a, there's a horse I think is really well handicapped in, in the county. Um, and... <laughs> You know, he, he may have done her a bit. The, yeah. the handicapper may have may have done her a bit with the mark she's got. So, um, yeah. Look, she turns up here. She like she won two two hurdles in the summer, and because of that, people said that's why people are knocking the Royal Bond. It's because she won two. I think one at Wexford and one at Roscommon, and then she went and won the Royal Bond. Now the ground was so fast here in November. Yeah, you know, well, it was very fast. Yeah. So she got summer ground. If she gets summer ground here. Which we think she might not. Mm. You know, if she got summer ground, she's of definite interest. But, you know, she, she ran in um, the old Deloitte Horton, didn't she? And she was, yeah. she was well beat. But, uh, look, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be knocking her. But I, I think she'd probably want top of the ground. Um, and uh, I'm, she could have been, like, I was thinking maybe she should run in the Supreme. But, um, She's just probably not going to get her ground, and that's really, really mm -hmm. royal. She may have caught a few inexperienced horses out in that Royal Bond as well. 
Mm. Yeah, she was wouldn't have been the like, she wouldn't have been the most experienced. She was on the flat in France, and then uh, yeah, did she run the flat in France? It was an overhauled. Mm. But in comparison to Molly Potter, he had two starts in his life. Yeah, I suppose so. so. Yeah, and look, yeah. you, you get a good education around these tracks, you know, oh, yeah. you know the country tracks, you know Wexford and and Roscommon. You get a really good education, and mm. we've seen Aiden start to use them more and more on the flat, like you know. Didn't, didn't yeah. he run Wembley at Roscommon? Wembley won, I think Wembley's won never won a race, to be fair, but he ran in the Guineas. You yeah. know, so... And he's um, placed in a Dewhurst. Sorry? He's placed in a Dewhurst. Mm. Yeah, you know, Wembley, but you, yeah. you, you do get a good education on these tracks. You have a lot to learn. Whereas in mm. Britain, you don't have a lot of these tracks. Like, a lot of the premier British tracks are, are very boring, like Newbury, you know, Haydock, Aintree. <laughs> They're just, like... Fucking big long straights, like they're in the straight for about a year. It's just boring, isn't it? Like, you know, over here we don't have you. The, the flat tracks in Ireland, you're talking Cork is very flat. Um, Tipperary, Tipperary's flat. Maybe Killarney's flat. Other than that, you know, <laughs> the dogs probably probably has a good climb on it. The race tracks yeah. over here, and you know, the undulating one down Patrick's very undulating. Um, yeah. Other than that, they're they're not they're not as extreme as Cheltenham, but they're, no, they're, just, chaps, they're in natural fields though. Like you know, whereas the the courses in in Britain are park courses, and you park, just don't yeah. really get that education. And that's why you know that's why Irish jockeys are probably better because they're they're riding around these tracks, shorter straights. Like you know, if they ride differently downhill, uphill, make your move on the flat. Like they're getting this education every time they ride where. <laughs> You know, fucking Newby's boring, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, just a touch on Dan Skelton, like, he talks a good game, doesn't he? You know, fucking talks a great game. No wonder Hardy can't help himself go for home. To <laughs> the war cry, yeah. Well, actually, why is yeah. LA Bell not coming here? She's ran toward in the bumper. She clearly handles the track. Our form is really, really solid. She would be a serious yeah. interest. Yeah, it's actually it's mad. One thirty four puts you bang there as well in the mayor's mm. novice. Like, Mid one thirties wins you a mayor's novice most years. Probably I think all it years, was. Um, actually. I think she had to carry. She was having to carry a penalty. I want to say. Um, so if she, I yeah, roughly she would, remember, yeah. she would. Yeah. I, I roughly remember what uh, Dan said. She would have to carry a five pound penalty. So why not go? Against uh, one against the boys and receive weight um, at entry over a track that she mm. might suit better, even though she's got champion bumper form. Yeah. That's what Dan said. Um, even even with that said, though, and I know we're getting a little bit off the point here, and we obviously with time stuff, but the she she's excelled on the old course. She was third in a champion bumper. Why don't you run her mm. into Ballymore, which is wide open with seven pounds X allowance? Oh yeah, yeah, that that's true. It's not about like. Trail. Like it's the options there. Like we, the, the, I think that the mayor's novice hurdle, in my opinion, the mayor's race should be run the air or something. Like give them, give them the absolute. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to take away from the mayor's, but give them the limelight. Give them the, give them the give card them the of the Scottish final, national. Like, yeah. yeah, give them, give them an actual. Like this is the weekend for the mayor's. We don't need to just, mm. just shove them into Cheltenham just to have an event. Just give, actually, give them the limelight, and yeah, I think oh, it would okay. be much better. And boost well, the prize money, make the race worth yeah, make the worth make the race, no. race 150 mm. grand or something. You know, just do you, there's stuff job. you can do it, there. It right? is, yeah, and yeah. Andy's dead, right? It is taken away from these other festivals, you know, who deserve their day, and, and they were always really, really good. Like, you know, mm. 
you could have there's already there's there's, there's the mayor's novice race it's um <laughs> it's the grade one at at Various. fairy house at easter you could have a, it doesn't have to be in britain you can have a big mayor's final at fairy house you know and if the novices well they won't run over the same distance will we because you know as andy's brought to our attention many times that every <laughs> mayor needs two and a half miles apart from the novices who only need two miles <laughs> but it, it, is take, it is taken away from the other festivals it's you know and, and we're going to see five days soon whether we like it or not nobody i don't know anyone who wants it you know well, and we're going true. to see a veterans chase but we already have the veterans final at sandown yeah so then we're going to have it here and what's going to happen to some of the handicaps then you know, why does it need to do that? Why do they need to I do that? I can't wait for the, the, the handicap bumper they're gonna have on the Sunday. Look, look what the Don <laughs> does to us now. I, I'm looking forward to the Maris Novices cross country chase personally. Yeah. Uh, over over two and a half miles because the handicap no, bumper will The BHA haven't been in touch about me becoming the handicapper yet, but I'd no. say it's, it's probably just in the post. You know, Brexit slows the post down <laughs> Right, selections for that race, then, Andrew. Um, I will take the uh, the Paddy Mullins handicap hurdle winner party central. Okay, and Ash. Um, I uh, I just read the comments and uh, one horse got flagged up to me, which I I think I just forgotten about is Grongier eight to one. I think that's massive. Um, the obviously choice of words was um, fourth behind Mighty Potter at Christmas, uh, which you know mm. I you know I heavier I value Mighty Potter. Very tempted to put Grongy up, um, but I'm going to stick with Nurse Susan um, for the Skeletons. And just just on that Mayor's sort of day, I think that's a great idea. You know, you can move that EBF Mayor's final that's at Newbury. I could go there as well um, on the, on, a, on a card there somewhere. We go. So um, yeah. we're, we're building. We should, really should be on the BHA. Yeah, yeah get we, it, we'll fix. We'll fix. Jack and I would fix the British pattern overnight. Ash, write a piece in the paper and make sure you like said Andy and Deck helped you. <laughs> I might not be invited to any more jockey club events, so that's the thing. Oh, right, that's right, right. Yeah, not, <laughs> no, you definitely wouldn't be. We're too rough around the edges, yeah. Can't have these lads come in. No, but I'm actually kind of disappointed LA Bell doesn't have a Ballymore entry. Yeah, I've got to talk myself into that. Yeah, Especially yeah. with seven pounds, not a strong race, but anyway. Hey, I was I was slating that actually being coming a five day festival. If it is a Saturday, at least I can go. Well said, oh, yeah. Be gone home, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll have gone home because I'm coming. That's the thing. Well, what, what happens? What happens to Midland National then? You know, why why do we have to take away from these days? There's other race courses, there's other festivals, mm. you know. Mm. What happens to Aintree? You know. How diluted would the races be? What's going to be yeah. on on the Saturday apart from fighting and stuff? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go to Midlands National anyway. Midlands National for myself. I wouldn't um, mind taking in your talk star. I took in Kempton one. Actually, when the, the year we wrecked yeah. the country, I took in Kempton with, with Tommy because we, we had a, a 9 p.m. flight out of like Heathrow or something or Stansted yeah. or Gath, one, of the, one of the London airports back to winter. But um, People weren't happy when we got back to the country. Big smiles on our faces after backing <laughs> a few winners, but we'd given everybody COVID. Hmm. So it's great. It's great you talk to because actually the train station is literally across the way from the from the course. So I love mm. that. I'm going to go it's to the good. Midlands National this year. So um, I'd love to. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm flying yeah. out Friday night though. All right. I might see you there, Ashton. Yeah, well, I'll get you a pint. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't have the tension that day, Chris. 
No, not on a Saturday. I can't, I'm allowed <laughs> out on a Saturday. I'm allowed out. Yeah, I've, I've not got red cards or I'm not on the stormy cloud or anything like that. I'm, I'm... Right, um, going over to the Friday now. Let's go over to the JCB oh. Triumph Hurdle. Um, and at the top of the betting here, um, I always say at the top of the betting. Don't know why I need to get rid of that. Uh, Vauban, nine to four. Pied Piper, five to two. Pildor at sevens. Knight Salute, who's done nothing wrong at twelves. Porticello at twelves as well. Iker Allen, who was very impressive at the weekend. Uh, sorry, the weekend just gone. Uh, not the weekend, just gone the weekend before that. Um, at fourteens. Elect. I don't know how you're going to pronounce this. Maybe you lads can help me. Electe Tomps. Elect Tomps. Ring Lauren. She's done with the. Yeah, Lauren. Lauren, give um, us an abbreviation in the comments there. Spell it as it should be pronounced. If, if you're yeah, watching. She's pretty good at that. She'll, mm. I hope she's watching anyway. She can do that. Uh, let's come to Declan first on this one. Um, I'll wait till Lauren gets into the comments because I do think that one is actually interesting. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's Ilete Tom. That's what I'd go with. Um, Oh, she's uh, there. Uh, Ilay Tom. Ilay Tom. Tom. Okay. Tom. Yeah. That's what I said, isn't it? Okay. Look, uh, thanks, Vauban. Student. <laughs> Vauban was beat by Pied Piper on his debut, and because Pied Piper's gone to Cheltenham, then and, and probably done her on ITV, people have shared their pants over him, and you know, talk about winning Supremes and stuff. I think Fedor is better than Pied Piper. Um, I've seen Fedor a few times this season, uh, and I've always been impressed with him. Now, I just think he was put in his box by Vauban in in Leopardstown, and, and Vauban could be anything. Willie's very bullish about him. Willie doesn't get like that. He he doesn't talk them up. He's, he sounds like Nicky Henderson talking about this horse. He's really, really talked them up. He's basically saying this horse could be anything. And for the juvenile... That's something because you, you do have to be you do have to be worried about juveniles going forward. Like, well, he's obviously sending this. I'd say this horse. He's probably been over the fence. I'd say definitely going chasing next season because he's talking big big things with him. Uh, he he looked he, he was very very good. He did jump to his right though at Leopardstown, um, but he's as good as Willie thinks. It's probably not going to matter. Yeah, like point point and feet are. I I think. Fedor's just a little bit lazy. He saves an awful lot for himself. Um, he's been brilliant all season. He's he he wasn't too harshly treated. He's a grade one winner. He wasn't too harshly treated. Or is it a grade two, the one at Christmas? Maybe he's only a grade two winner. Uh, won a grade three at Fairly House, and he won a Leopardstown at Christmas. He's probably, you know, one for two for all he's done. When you see State Man got war one, it, it's probably bad, you know? Um, but... Look, I, I think he just has to find Vauban. And I think Point Piper's going to be behind um, Vauban too. Dr. Um, Parnassus, is that how to say that? Yeah, Dr. Parnassus, yeah. yeah. Jesus, Dan must have had good things to say about this one, did he? I'd say he did, because he's talked them into a, you know, quite a short price. Like, he's two from two. Hasn't beaten many winners. You know, it's hard to know. It's hard to know when Dan talks because he talks absolute sauce. You know, he, he thinks grade ones are easy to win in Ireland. <laughs> and yet the same. Well, he didn't. He sent the Moroccan mule over to Punchestown who um, stopped for the pina colada at the water jump. 
thought he was at the swimming pool in Benidorm. Uh, I, I look, I don't know enough about the horse, but he's probably underpriced on Dan's comments, and, and that would turn me off. And I care, Alain, where's he going? He may have been caught a fairly house by Man of Work. He's probably going to go for the handicap. Um, Night Salute, I thought, I, I backed Night Salute, by the way. I got 16s. I just thought Night Salute was going as fast as he wanted to be going at all stages of the race mm. at Kempton. And I just thought he, he stayed really well. This could possibly suit him better. Kempton's a very, you know, you either get it or you don't. Cheltenham, you either get it or you don't. But he's not going to be going lickety split the whole way like he was at Kempton. I just lickety thought. Lickety split. We've heard oh, that twice tonight. <laughs> I just thought he was going. I hope they don't quick in here. He looked to be going as fast as he wanted to me. Now, look, he, he's won well in the end. Um, you know, it obviously takes a good horse to win, to win like he did when you're sort of borderline coming out of your comfort zone the way he was. This is probably going to suit him better. And uh, I do think he's, he's the best of the British in this race. I think he's, he's the British trainer's best hope. Ilite Tom. Oh, I thought that was a massive run at Leopardstown. And I just think this horse is going to take a massive step forward. And have you got prices up there, Andy? Give me a minute. Um, I'll give, give you price yeah. if you want. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's... 14s. Yeah, 14s, best price. Yeah, look, a li- little bit short, but they know, don't they? they, they you know, obviously, I'm not the only... He, he nearly yeah. ended up in Wexford as well, though. After the... Yeah. Like, he took a while to get pulling up now. After yeah. After Leopard Sound. So. <laughs> you know, this, this horse is going to take a massive step forward. Could be the flying the ointment here. Uh, part of the channel was a great one winner. He could have improved, okay? There's every chance he could have improved past night to live, but I don't think so. He wants um, a swimming pool. You think so? Yeah, he wants. Well, look, he, 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 might, get it. he might get it. Mm. Um, Teddy Blue has to find. Is there, you know, Greystone's in here. I hope Greystone runs in, in the Fred Winter. Um, the rest of them, I'm not sure if there's anything else further down the list that I really have a chance. Uh, apart from C sessions, she'd absolutely bolt up if she goes in. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it's it's. I think Willie doesn't get as bullish as he has about Boban. That's why I think this horse is, you know, probably the Arco winner next year, or or maybe maybe steps up and trip. Um, he could go back on the flat extremely bullish about this horse and when, when Willie talks like that it's worth taking note he, he's not like Dan where he's throwing out snide remarks and you know talking everything in, in the stable up like he he was talking <laughs> about the stable captain of the Supreme mm-hmm. as well in one interview I had to turn her off um, but for me it'll it take Tom that, that would I think that that could be worth a bit here mm. yeah Richard stopped Richard Scott sorry Said, is the Tom's horse going to do an apple's jade? She could, well, he's a girl. She's like, she'd been second to something quite good at, on our debut at Leverstown. Like, you know, she was very eye catching, yeah, yeah. But she, uh, you know, uh, in hindsight, it all made sense, mm. you know. But she, yeah, she won at Aintree by half the track, didn't she? She, oh, she was second oh. to Ivanovich Gorbatov. Yeah. Um. And Jesus, what that that was fucking footpad was in there as well, wasn't he? 
But Aintree can do that sometimes. Like mm. horses can be over the top of Aintree and, and the the fact that it's a flat track when they've thrown in the towel, you just keep going away from them. Like, you know, mm. it was something like 40 lengths though, wasn't it? She <laughs> beat Jer's girl uh, at Leopardstown. Mm. Um on her oh. I think on her domestic debut. Remember her? Yeah, I love Jer's girl. Yeah, Gavin Cromwell. Mm. Mm. Oh, by uh, JP. Yeah, mm. yeah. Won her entry. Won at the 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 race sessions. Won. She did. So I think she won a ferry house as well. Grade one a ferry house that we were talking about earlier. She won at Punchestown. Punchestown. Yeah. There we go. Uh, we'll come, the come to you next, Andy. Um, Michael Kieran O'Connor's written. Could Paul Nolan have a sneaky horse in the HMS Seahorse here? Probably t- two. He'll go to. He's, he's got a nice mark. He's got. He's got a nice mark for the Beatles. Uh, one two nine is um that was pulled out of tin air like most of the uh, <laughs> like most of the juvenile handicap marks that that's that's a bit of a joke because um the tide turns got I think one thirty seven or something and he finished up his arse and he's after getting one twenty nine so um I I like unless if this Gaelic warrior who finished ahead of a subsequent grade grade one winner on his I think his last start in France like I don't know where one two nine like that that has to be. I have a feeling that the the handicapper might have a, a, a like a kind of a circle roulette board, and he chop a chicken's <laughs> head off, and then the chicken has to run around for five seconds, and whenever the chicken lands on, that's the mark it gets, and it just happens Jesus to land Christ. on two nine. What an analogy! Um, that isn't <laughs> but anyway, um, I, look, Chris, if it's okay with you, can I can I do a quick beer mat competition? Throw those beer mats away, lad. Right, you have until Ashley or Ash finishes his um triumph hurdle comments because i'm not going to be too long uh and it's it's probably an easy one but vauban shares the same stallion as a champion or as a group one winner last year named a group one winner that's all that's all going on google yeah everyone's going to fly on to google or fly on to (laughs) fly on to galloway's top top horses um lads don't mention it but you 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 should you should probably know but um, you, I'm sure you've said this before. Yeah, Vauban, um, very very impressive. Could go back on the flat. Um, he, he was he was a black type horse on the flat in France, and he's translated that to hurdles in no uncertain terms. He was really impressive at Leopardstown. I'd totally agree uh, with Deck with Illetetan. I'm not a French, but <laughs> not a French person, but I think I did a good job with that one. Not as good as my Nico yeah. impression from Tuesday night. I don't think, but um. <laughs> I, I think he has a, a very good each way chance. Look, as we were talking earlier about the um oh, we have a winner. Turlog's the winner. Um Seal Away was the answer. There we go. Yeah. But anyway, um the winner or sorry, it's not the winner. I, I think Fildor, if it was to rain, because the long term forecast is a little bit unsettled, I think that winning distance could be seriously compromised. Uh, obviously Fildor being by Dr. Dino. Dr. Dino having a proper national home pedigree. If it was to rain, I think there's a very, very good chance that Fildor reverses the form at Cheltenham. Um, but that's if it's soft ground. Um, obviously, it's it's very, very... Um, it really depends on, on how the weather's feeling. Um, between... The, the the first two home obviously or, or the first two home in that punches down made and Pied Piper and 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 Vauban. There's very little between them. And I'd say the Queen the Queen can't be uh can't be happy with 
can't be happy with whoever said, ah, look, we'll, we'll send Pied Piper to the sales there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and look, on a, on a side note, it's really good that horses like Pied Piper are not going to Australia because Gordon Elliott had to really put his neck out on the line here um, to recommend, you know, to obviously as wealthy owners, but to recommend to part ways, what I think was 260,000 for, for Pied Piper. This could be a horse that's in Australia at the minute getting prepared for the carnivals in the spring or the winter down there. And we're very, very lucky that he has been retained in the Northern Hemisphere or more specifically Ireland or even England. But we're very, very lucky that we have a horse that's talented enough to actually contest two mile hurdles next year because the division is seriously, seriously lacking and Pied Piper is something that could walk in there and fill a void. And the racing fan of me just wants me to see him absolutely sluice up here. I don't think the form that he showed at Cheltenham is up to t- to a whole much. But with that said, it was so visually impressive that I would just I'd love to see him win because we need something for that champion hurdle picture next year, especially if uh, connections decide to get sporting with honeysuckle next year and send her over a fence because then that division, Jesus Christ, that the the county hurdle, the, the top weight would probably be one forty five. If we're not careful, like there be everybody be going for the champion hurdle next year, It'd be oversubscribed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and like it's really really important that horses like Pied Piper stay in training, go over hurdles, um, and, and don't end up in Australia. Uh, Porticello, I'd agree with Ash. He probably needs mud and defense obviously by shalikov uh sire of shishkin sire of don cossack um you know once he sees a fence he's going to pick up a load of races next year early mm-hmm. season with with that um allowance that he's going to get as a four rising five-year-old but for this particular race if it was to rain i'd be really really confident in field or to reverse the form like mm-hmm. if it was if the if the forecast that's long range is saying it's pissing down Fildor will reverse that form. Um, but if not, I think Vauban wins. Um, and I kind of really want to see Vauban put in an Arconer like performance and just give give that two mile division next year just something to kind of cheer about because it outside of honeysuckle, it is coughing up blood in no uncertain terms, and we just need something. Uh-huh. We need something just to kind of you know have us looking forward to next year because that's mm in a way what Cheltenham is all about people like national hunt fans especially just love looking forward to like once the race is over once the supreme is over once the ballymore is over it's on to 2023 never mind the gold cup once a certain race is over and a horse is assumed to go to somewhere in 2023 that's all people would talk about and it's it's yeah. really important we have the likes of Pied piper to kind of kind of have people chomping at the bit for next year and i, I do really hope we see a very very smart performance um in, in the triumph hurdle from him or said, or Vauban, obviously well said brother um that's everybody in that race isn't it or have i not been to ash i've been to I you been to me unfortunately well, coming to you then i don't have a, a a strong opinion sort of elsewhere to what's been said um i'll just read you those comments from dr panassis um said by uh, dan uh he basically said um that attracted to him because he's a half brother to metier um He's got flat form, uh, which makes him sort of a bit more of a mature juvenile compared to the rest. Um, he, uh, I think you need a grafter for the triumph. He wouldn't mind if it has to get dirty. Uh, I don't think the ground's a concern. Um, he may not be good enough to win the triumph, but they're going to send him there anywhere, uh, anyway. Um, 
and he said on form the Irish have got it ahead of ahead of him, which is quite obvious. Mm. Um, so those are the comments uh, for, about. Yeah, he thought he would have been sending them over to win an easy prep race, or <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So just on similar lines to what Dan's picked up on there about you need something maybe that's stronger on the flat to be a bit more mature. That would play into obviously Pi Piper's hands um, with the queen over the flat was um, fairly useful. Um, so you'd maybe be looking towards that. I mean, Knight Salutes, as you said there, Chris, not done a lot wrong. But again, all his forms come against the English juveniles, which, to be honest, haven't done a lot right this season. Um, I'm a massive fan of Porticello, but he would need it to start raining. And the Calippo, of course, would still want to water uh, to to get within, you know, four lengths of Pied Piper, maybe. Um, I can't... I, I've, I've had a scan. I, I wasn't... You know, obviously, it's a great race to watch. Um, yeah, Betting-wise... <laughs> It's, I, I, I probably won't have a bet in this race. Um, Vorban, obviously, as you said there, Mullins, he doesn't get too worked up on horses. He likes to get reserved, but he has been quite sort of strong about this one. Um, you just, you know, they are juveniles at the end of the day. You'd, you'd ask maybe, did anything get taken out of that run in Dublin? Um, obviously, Phil was in behind. Maybe something got saved on him. I really don't have a strong opinion at all in this race. I'm going to try to cut this short and sweet because of time reasons um if i was to uh, uh, out of the front three um i'd go pied piper pied piper for ash right deck come back to you what was your selection buddy yeah look i, I just think willie's comments on Vauban are you know we're taking out of but i i'm expecting the Tay tom to take a, a massive step forward you just don't know these juveniles be improving at different rates, uh, and I'll be happy to take my chances there at a nice price. And Andy, I'm not going to have a bet until the day. Mm. But if the ground is, we'll say soft or better, I'm going to say Vauban. But if it's soft to heavy or heavy, Fildor, and I would be very confident in Fildor. Very, very confident. That he'll he'll win the Triumph Fertile and win it doing handstands. Um oh. and probably Porticello with as what Ash said would probably follow him home. The flat the flat lads would be they wouldn't be mapped. And it wouldn't be their fault, it's just the way they're bred. That's um, forecast from with um yeah, if it's heavy, that's what's gonna happen. But with um if all being well and there's no biblical rain from now until March or till the first race on the Friday at Cheltenham. Um, I'd say Vauban, and as what Dak said, Elite Tom, um, he's a, he's a good each way chance as well. <laughs> Just laughing at Lauren's comment there. <laughs> no, you can see it, lads, can you? <laughs> Panel, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, this morning we said no, no, I haven't got anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, like, he's getting the stick anyway because he made some stupid comments. Before. He said we have two easy preps, wasn't it? Yeah. That was that was last year. Like, there's no easy races in Ireland because we don't have three meetings a day. You know, we three meetings a week. So it's really yeah. difficult to win, like to win a race at any level. As Deck just yeah, like there's there's not a lot of racing in Ireland. You can't you can't go up to Air or go to Kelso yeah. or go to Taunton or one of these gaff tracks and end up as a mid one forties horse in a in a spring handicap hurdle. You can't do that. You have to actually like if you want to win 
on a Thursday at Clonmel, you have to plan that probably six months in advance. Yeah. Like it's yeah. very competitive. Um, and I'm not saying that's why Irish racing is better or anything like that. It's just it's really, really difficult because the sample size is so much smaller. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I, I reference it again. I've said it on here before. When Kieran Dana made his debut, and I was trying to explain to the lads, like, no, look, we're, we're not going to win this race. We're not even going to nearly win this race. And you say, should we cup, you, you know, the Supreme Novices winner could be running in this. And the, the race was won by Mighty Power. Like, that's, <laughs> you know. Literally, yeah. That's, that's the level. You're running the maiden hurdle and you're bumping into top class horses. There's no yeah. easy maiden hurdles. Like, you know, you, you, you pick one, okay, conditions are right there. Willie yeah. has something in it. Like, you know. You know, and even if it, if it's can't. so badly out of season, it could be Lestol or Galway, and someone's going to want to have a winner there anyway. So you're going to bump into a good horse anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Constantly you know, bumping into something. There's, there's no easy races in Ireland. There's there's mm. none of them. It's just it's it's very very competitive. But like we have less poor horses because there's there's obviously there's less racing, there's less horses in training. That's why mm. Irish trainers go to Britain all the time. They have horses who wouldn't get into a race in Ireland. They so John McConnell may as well live over there. <laughs> yeah, they turn up at a gaff track like um, like Sedgefield that we love. Don't, nothing yeah. wrong with Sedgefield. Yeah, so Adrian Keith literally had to move over there. Yeah, yeah literally had to like reside in the north of England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John McConnell basically great. lives at Mus Musselburgh, doesn't he? Yeah, as he should. If the opportunities are there, sure. Gordon Elliott, even with his lesser horses, he he's regularly yeah. in Perth. Well, he he, rump, he romps Perth in the yeah. summer. So doesn't well. He's not. He's English, though, isn't he? Um, I was say Nigel Tristan Davis, but he's and the Crawfords, obviously, up the north. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, they they do well at her, don't they? Too. Mm. Yeah. Um, right. Thanks very much, boys. Um, let's come on to the next race we're going to cover. It's the Albert Bartlett. The Albert Bartlett. Ooh, the Potato Race, registered as the Spa Novices Hurdle. Milnella Kruner is at four to one. Um, the other opposite, uh, well, the very closely named Miller Manella Kukuna, who Andy cleverly put up last time at seven to one, is out there. And in between them all, Hillcrest, who's going to be the, the main halt for the English, there is at nine to two. Ginto is at fives, Jenny with me at 13 to eight, Chantreuse at nines, Hollow Games at tens, and Nice Guy is 12 to one. And by that, you're looking around 16 to one. I will come to Declan on this because this is where we're going to see Staghorn, isn't it, Deck? <laughs> yeah, absolutely love Staghorn. Here we go. Absolutely love Staghorn. Staghorn should be running in the Ballymore. Oh, jeez. Oh, when do you see a flat horse? Because they just don't do it naturally. It doesn't come natural to them. When have you seen a flat horse last hurdle like him? Like it was absolutely awesome. And he's late. He's gone jumping as a five-year-old. You know, yeah. Mm. It 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 was so impressive to see it. Like, you know, I, it's the black hurdle like that. You know, he was a flat horse. It's not. He's not a juvenile hurdler. He's gone hurdling at five. It mm. it was absolutely awesome. The he pace kept, that he went to, that, that mm. the pace he kept up. Oh. That's the golden he, horns, right? He he actually got a he got he got a really good ride off Nick Schofield. I I'd be happy to back this horse in any of. The novice hurdles. I include the supreme in that. He's got plenty of pace. He stays forever, and he can like hurling well is worth so many lengths. Charlie Swan said they they thought Istabrak would have been a stairs hurdle horse, mm. but he hurdled so well it turned him into a champion hurdler. It That's the worst shout of all time. 
it turned mm. him into the greatest champion hurdler we've ever seen. So just think about that. They thought he was going for the failed chasers race, but because he was so electric over his hurdles, but that's that's why he won the champion hurdles. He, he could travel and he could stay, but his hurling just took lengths out of the field. And I think this lad can hurdle very, very well. He, he, he looks like a natural. He looks like a jump horse at them. And I think it's, it's a race you get worried about with classy animals, but this fella stayed two and a half miles on the flat. He was rated 108 or 109 or something. Yeah. You know, you're talking serious racehorse here. You know, he, he was... Last season, he ran behind Stradivarius mm-hmm. in April. Like, you're, this horse is serious. And he actually, he's still with Archie Watson. He's gone mm-hmm. forward. And he could probably go back on the flat. But this fella needs serious consideration. And I, I really mean it. I would have backed him in any of the novice hurdles. I'm devastated he didn't go to the Ballymar. I actually backed him for the Ballymar. I think he'd have loved it. And his hurling... I, I'm not worried about this race. I, I get worried about classy types in this race because, I said it already, on the new course, the run between the second last and the last, the classy animals, they've picked up the bridle and they fall into a hole. They've nothing left when, you know, yeah. they get mm. to the bottom of the hill and they start to meet the rising ground again. This fella will stay and stay and stay. And he could take lengths out of the field every time he jumps. Would just... you be worried by the Warwick form? By the Warwick form? I would I I wouldn't be. I don't think any of those would get into him even if they even it, if he was, was carried on. It was, an, it was another ex flat horse who was second, wasn't it? What was his Gentleman name? Gentleman at arms finished yeah. second. Has he um, ran since? He's run next second to um uh, LA Bell, to be fair to him. Yeah. But LA Bell was in receipt of some weight. Like he he was, he was. I mean, Scipion uh, was well, third as it has run against some decent horses. That that's frank and form. Like if he's given LA Bell weight and and yeah. been beaten, I think that's good form. And I think Staghorn won the shade closely that day. Like I don't think he was all out, but it was it was how well he done it. Like his hurling, it it was unreal for a flat horse. Like and not even a juvenile hurdler. You, it was awesome. He was so slick, and I, I, I just want to back him wherever he goes. I'm in <laughs> love with this horse. I, I can't actually believe what I seen that day. He got a very good ride. He to do all his own work. He went from the front. You know, yeah. it was a good ride. He he got breeders into him, but really, really tough. And um, I, I think he's the one to beat. Hillcrest is is the favourite here. I think big, massive beast. Um, he is a seven year old. He won well at Haydock, but anything that finished that day in Britain, I'm not prepared to back next time out. Mm. Because we made the comment the other night, Gowron was on the same day. The horses that finished that Gowron hit the line well, but the races in Britain, they were walking. It's going to leave a mark. And I'd be worried, you know, if, if I had an anti-post ticket for Hillcrest, I would be worried coming here now and having mm. have him ran that day. Manella Pruner. He was second at Leperstown to, to journey with me. Um, he won his maiden over three miles and he was staying on at Leperstown. Like he, you know, he deserves to be where he is in the market. Jindo, I hope, doesn't run here. I hope he runs in the Ballymore. Uh, yeah. I think he, he, it's much more suitable to him. Journey with me, you know, probably going to go to Ballymore too. Manella Cocooner, I think, should go to Ballymore. You know, this is the race that gets these sort of classier animals beat a lot of the time, the, the real national hunt types, mm. you know. Um, 
they're, they're not ready for it. I don't really like this race. I think it's very, very hard on inexperienced horses, but you don't have to worry about that with Staghorn. Like he's been there and done that. He's 108 rated on the flat. Um, Chantreuse, he beat Ivan at Clomel. He, he does need to improve. Slow horse, but might enjoy this test. You know, the, the slower horses can sometimes be the ones that are staying on and win this. The horse he actually beat could be one to watch, Ivan. Um, I don't even know his trainer, Mr. Gunn. Um, Neither do I. You know, Ivan is still a maiden. Um, and, and he could be the one, you know, when this is not a really vintage renewal, and, and let's be honest, more times it's not than not, it's, a, it's a, not a vintage renewal. He could be one who's staying on at the end, like, you know, these mm. absolute flutters who haven't done too much and they're just staying on against the classier animal who's picked up the bit and, and ran the race earlier on. Hollow Games, quite slow. Um, he's another one who's going to be suited to this. Like, I think, I don't think Hollow Games will ever lay a glove on Jindo again. You know, but if they, in a match here, I'd be kind of siding with Hollow Games. I just think this, this test will suit him. Mm. I've seen a lot of talk about he did beat Dragon Bones who I'm a big big fan of here at Cheltenham um, the defeat came at Navin he's not really for me Falcon 8 beat Raj Salad another horse I, I quite like a Taurus uh, was behind Johnny with me Willie's the nice guy were we there at Nice that day Andy when, when he won Pro- probably travels too well and you don't want to travel too well in this race Um. What do you want? Slow will be staying on, but I, I just. Sorry, I was oh. muted there, Dex. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he did. Um, no, Ramillies, he, 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 Ramillies nailed the last, didn't he? We no, the, we no oh, the nice guy beat Ramillies, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Like, we've seen. He's going to go on a handicap. Oh, he, he's overrated because. He's overrated because he stayed on off pace collapses, I think. and I've been disappointed with him. I did have high hopes for him. Now, no, no, I was going to say something. No, forget about it. Um, <laughs> Ali, Griffin Ali Griffin Cottage, he's one of Dan's, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he's the, uh, isn't he the pointer who's like eight years old? He's six. Six, sir. Seven. He, he's eight yeah, years old. He won a six-year-old maiden point-to-point. That's why nobody bought him. That's why you went for a score, was it? Yeah, no, yeah. a six-year-old maiden. Um, oh Jesus, he looked nice, also. Yeah, he was impressive at Lingfield. Yeah, he mm. he's one I like. I you know he he's a type for this race. Um, so he behind Blazing Carl, was he? Six lengths behind Blazing Carl. Yeah, yeah. he would have been a certainty for us. Um, Angus Craig, look, you know my thoughts on Angus Craig. Look, I, I backed him at a hundred to one. Uh, I put him up early season, bef- you know, before he jumped an obstacle, and I said he could be one for this race. Mm. He didn't finish a head up, mm. and you could give him a chance. I think he's well suited to this race. He's another outlet. He's seven or something, um, but he's another big horse. His bumper form's really good. Ties in with with Flame Bearer. Um, he was ahead of you know the horse who famously got Andy's four timer up. Jiggle out, die die. Don't prove. He ran. He ran in that bumper behind Kilcro. He's won a bumper. He's won a point to point. He was ahead of a break on France. I'm I'm not done with him yet. I hope he runs because <laughs> the, the fact he didn't finish that race. I was wondering when you were going to save a break on France this week. 
the fact he didn't finish that race at Haydock, it may not have left a mark on him. There's much more of a mark left on the favourite Hillcrest. Another one who's quite interesting, and he's this, this is the last horse I mentioned in the race. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because this is the tenth one. He he's slagging it because he's falling asleep. That's what's happening. Are you, are you getting I, I went I went for I went to the jacks and made a drink, and you were just laughing. <laughs> remember, remember the two weeks ago, Steve went for a shower. We <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, did. <laughs> Came back in pajamas. Ron. Ron held off flame bearer when when um. The, the jockeys got into a wrestling match should never have kept the race that was mental, he, yeah. he ran he ran in the grade one at leopardstown put a line through it he could be interesting here at a big big price but look for me it, it's that hard yeah i i i think this horse is going to be something else over hurdles he's 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 a beautiful hurdler you don't see many hurdlers hurdle this well anymore you know and and he's a flat rat so it's surprising that he's probably you know could possibly be the slickest hurdler in training, hmm. um, but a lot of them, a lot of them, they'll be looking for the fence these days. But, um, we're lucky. Of... He's another one where we're lucky that he wasn't sold to Australia. Yeah, it was Archie. It was actually Archie Watson's idea to send him over hurdles because the he needs such a, a trip over hurdles. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cutting over guys. He needs such a trip on the flat that they had to send him three mile hurdling yeah. or two and a half yeah. mile hurdling. That's class. If he's 108 on the flat, but he needs that trip. Mm. If you ran him over 10 furlongs or a mile and a half, he's still probably a 95 to a hundred horse easily. Yeah, easy. So like, he's still very talented. But, yeah. but, but listen to me, he has the pace to run to that level on the flat. Mm. He, he might not be blessed with speed, but he has pace that a lot of mm. these, horses will not have and a lot of the two mile five horses will not have it's it's he might not be able to quicken off it but he has a pace that they won't live with and his jumping will because it can bring him back in trip i think i i i just wish he was in the classier race yeah it would just it would make for a better race again and he might be a bigger price in the lesser race because people don't seem to be too keen on him but Mm. The fact that he got two and a half miles on the flat, he should get this in the seat. Cheers, Deck. Uh, oh. I don't really. Well, I do want to. I'm going to have to say this, but I, I, this is probably my next best bet of the festival here. Um, why can I hear myself like repeating? That's my fault. That's my fault, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> I was yeah, trying yeah. to share it. Sorry. All oh, right, right, right. Because I was about to say something. You're trying to say. Because so, I'm saying no, no. That's it's sorry, Chris. I was trying to share it on Facebook. I, I haven't yeah. been on Facebook in about two years, so. No, that's I'm 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 a big fan um, of Hollow Games. Um, I think this is like, at least Gordon's best chance in the race. Anyway, he's been disappointing, you know, in last twice in that Grade One company. I don't think those races will run suit for me. Um, he'll, I think he's going to appreciate the step up with Staghorn in this race. I think there's going to be a, a decent pace to him, and I think he's going to relish this. This looks like a pro, he looks like a proper galloper to me. I can see him going very close, um, and I don't think anything will be staying on as, um, better than him. I think he's got he's got a good chance. Um, so, yeah, I'm putting I'm hoisting my flag there. Um, my, he's my next best of the festival hollow games. A, a decent price there at ten to one. Forget all your shorties. I like that. Um, right, let's come oh, to Ash next. 
Um, yeah, I am. Um, I think I'm quite looking forward to this race. Actually, I am. Um, I think there's quite a lot of good horses in here, um, which all have a good chance. Uh, Hillcrest, I, I would echo the thoughts of potentially that run at Haydock. Um, you know, the the festival could come a bit too soon for him. Um, I wouldn't be. I would. I won't be backing him. Um, sort of at any price, really. Um, Jinto, I think, will go Ballymore. Um, Journey with me, I think, will go um, Ballymore, and I, I. I think the Kilcrop form uh, early in the season is quite flattering. Um, Milena Kakuna, I like. Uh, I, I have to question whether it was the horse or whether it was the jockey um, in the Dublin Racing Festival that won in that oh. race. I think a bit of both. Um, but I do like the horse. Um, and I think he will go here, even though potentially he would be more better suited to a Ballymore. I think he will go here. Um, Milena Kakuna... Um, I've just never got on board with uh, no particular reason, to be honest, just never got on board with him. Um, Hollow Games, I think this is his trip like all over. And I think he'll really be suited to Cheltenham over basically three miles. He's an absolute boat, which will stay all day. And you do want to stay in this race. Um, I am a fan of Bally Griffin Cottage. And I've been a fan of Bally Griffin Cottage since that run behind um blazing car this isn't even off the back of dan and harry's comment I go away, I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> i'm not I, i'm not trying to be the next uh spokesperson for the skeleton yard i i, I swear but um <laughs> their, their their comments were quite nice uh i asked sort of basically one outsider uh which is basically just too big uh in the market and they both instantly said um Bally griffin cottage um he traveled into that race behind blazing car like an absolute steam train coming down the hill and i don't know whether harry just felt something under him um which meant he needed to go a bit too soon coming down the hill um but once he did go um you know potentially went a bit too soon but once he did go he found i thought a fair amount and he was going really really nicely uh and just you know got out of stage and probably outclassed by blazing car and we all know that Blazing Car probably would have won this race if he was still fit and he's a four to one shot. I think six lengths is um <clears throat> excuse me. I think six lengths is sort of quite harsh. I think you can I think you can um knock that up a few paces. And I think twenty two to one's absolutely massive. That run at Lingfield was quite show, shows his durability, you know, on heavy, uh, over the long distance, shows he's a proper horse. Um he he's got some nice point to point for him. He won a free he won three point points over three miles um and i think that run behind blazing car was very nice so i'm happy to keep this short and sweet uh 22 to 1 bally griffin cottage i'm all over that and he is my albert barlow horse thank you very much ash um finally uh, andrew um yeah i'm not a big fan of this race to be honest chris i i think if you run to, like I, I said this for the mare's hurdle for the obviously on on Tuesday, um, if you run to one four five, you probably win this race. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of strength and depth. I saw a comment there earlier. Uh, trying to scroll down and find it, but there there was one there about Eric Bloodax, Chris. If you can find it, yeah, I'll put that up. Yeah, if you if you take out like I'm I'm a big big advocate on forgiving a horse one run. I think it's really, really important to do. I think it, it. I think it's it's borderline rule number one. Forgive a horse one run. And if you do that, Eric Bloodax 
if you if you like to hunt on value, he's I think he'll be a single figure price on the day. Personally, big drift on a Leopardstown, wasn't it? Yeah, Massive he couldn't. Drift. You couldn't. You could back him. You, you like you couldn't back him a counterfeit at at, at Leopardstown. Like he, I think he opened up seven to two, three to one. He ended up seven to one. He went off seven to one, um, and he ran accordingly. Manella Kakuna was taken two lengths out of him at literally every single hurdle. Both of them are first and second until midway down the back straight, where Manella Kakuna jumped on and Eric Blolex got a slap down the shoulder. And Eric Blolex <laughs> ran accordingly. He was basically tailed off. Manella Kakuna yeah. won the race. Um, if you take out that run and you take his seven and a half length win against um against a peter faggy horse who may run here i, I think he'll run the martin pipe though i think it was um that's not surprise uh is it surprise package yeah. no freedom to dream freedom to dream um so. that's fairly strong form like that run from eric bloodaxe is definitely too bad to be true um i think staghorn's a very very nice horse I wouldn't be mad at a flat horse running in the Alba Bartlett under any conditions. I don't care if this horse is, you know, contested Queen Alexandra's or whatever, but I, I wouldn't be mad on the idea of a um of a flat horse running in the Alba Bartlett really under any kind of under any circumstances personally. I think he would have been more suited to a Ballymore personally. Um Hillcrest I'm expecting maybe I, I I think it'd be a nice late September or early October. Hillcrest misses the season due to a tendon injury because that's coming. If he runs here, um look, he's he's literally going to be the second coming of top of the game if he runs here. Because yeah, that yeah. horse is not going to enjoy spring ground. They're gonna absolutely end the horse's career if they try to run here. Uh, and it's spring ground. Like this lad is monstrous. He'd he'd jump a national fence tomorrow if you wanted him to. And <laughs> If if you if you run him here, um on on spring ground with the size of him, because all you have to do is you don't even have to be in attendance. Like there's horses that like you can go to the races and you go, Jesus, he's imposing, he's big. And there's horses on the telly like Palisader or Alco Rouge or Hillcrest, and you're like, oh my dear Christ, I wouldn't even want to be near that horse if he was walking around a parade ring. <laughs> there was um there was a comment actually from Henry Daly when he when he ran mm. on his debut, and he said that his measuring stick goes up to eighteen hands and it won't yeah. go over the horse. Then what the fuck <laughs> you running them at a Spring Festival Grade One for? Like what? <laughs> As a novice, what are you doing? Put him oh, away. Like yeah, you 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 don't you mind that horse? You you wait until he is an open season chaser. You do what Gordon Eddie did with Andy. You can't wait anymore, Andy. He's about twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he's not though. He's a seven-year-old. You can easily like you can wait. You can you can wait with him. Like that, he is yeah. he is not the horse you want to be taking on novice three mile novice hurdle grade ones at Cheltenham with. He's yeah. in the colours of the late Trevor Hemming, who loved. He was a massive chase. Yeah, and Trevor would probably be rolling in his grave if he saw him. Yeah. In a, in well, the, a, way, the way British trainers think, you'll see this horse in the King George. Yeah, but like if the, if, if know, it came up soft, it, George, like if it came up soft to Kempton, I wouldn't have any issues with that. It's like, well, I don't. No, Kempton, Kempton soft is kind of like good ground at most yeah. places. Like Kempton yeah. doesn't get doesn't get soft. And can you imagine this fella in the King George? But mm. that is the mentality is sort of oh, it's such mm. a prestigious race. But like, 
you know, you, you can't feed the kids with prestige, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He, he should be looking, he, he probably should be campaigning in Ireland. Mm-hmm. He'll he win yeah. plenty of races in Ireland. Yeah. And yeah, look, he'll win plenty of around races around. in England. Like, he's, he's clear, like, I'm not saying the horse isn't talented. I'm just saying that maybe look after him. I don't think spring grade ones as a novice hurdler, maybe as a novice chaser, that's no problem. But mm. look, as spring grade ones as a novice hurdler, I'd just be watching out. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. the Manila, the Manila clan of Cocooner and Crooner. Um, Manila Cocooner, as I said earlier, reminds me a little bit of Florian Porter. Like he is a proper hurdler. Like I think he could win a stairs hurdle next year. Um, I think he run the Ballymore personally. I know Ash said he might run here. Um, I don't see why. You know, I think the old course puts more an emphasis on jumping. Um, you saw at Leopardstown, he was taking lengths out of every single horse in that field at every single hurdle. And I'm, I'm pretty confident Deck would back me up there because he was in the stands as well. Like he was just taking lengths out of everything. Um, and he won the race. I think he was probably a little bit flattered. Um, obviously, he got to make all the running. Manella Crooner missed the second last. I don't think he would have won. I think the trip will suit him a hell of a lot more than anything else in this field. I think Eric Blorax will follow him home. But from from what I see here, it, like if you're getting four to one Manella Crooner, he could honestly be the bet at the festival in this particular race. I, I think he's, I, and I, this wasn't a race I paid a whole lot of attention to, but I think he's going to take a hell of a lot of beating here. I, I think that 145 will win you this race. 144 to 146 will probably win you this race. And Manella Crooner has already kind of ran to that already. I don't think Manella Cocooner is going to run here. I don't think Journey with Me is going to run here. Jinto's not going to run here. I don't think there's a hell of a lot more to beat. Staghorn, I'd give a chance to, is what Dex said. He's he's very confident in him. But I think that Manella Crooner is probably one of the best bets of the festival at this moment in time. Um, and Eric Bloodaxe, if you're an each-way thief, He's going to go off a hell of a lot shorter than twenty-five to one. I think Manella Crooner beats him, but he'd probably be he'd probably be second or third. I, I back Derek Bulldog's anti-post and the cash out saying I owe him money. <laughs> <laughs> sending me a letter saying you owe us money. <laughs> Dear me. Right then, selections of all that race. Andrew Govios again. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, Manella Crooner. Manella Crooner. Is that is, is that one of your big big ones for the festival? It would be one of the main ones. Yeah, the book is out. I'm hoping to finish it by Sunday. Um, but Manella Crooner be probably a top three bet, yeah. Deck. Uh I have a horn for Staghorn. <laughs> this is why we're on past the water. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Ash. Um God, I can't remember what I said. Bally Griffin Cottage. There you go, there you go. Uh, it's hollow games for myself. Um my next best of the festival. Um, let's go on to the Gold Cup, which is the last race that we're going to cover before the handicaps. Um, last year was, you know, it's been, there's been in the chat, it was absolutely epic. Um, Declan's monologue surrounding album photo. Um, well, it was a monologue. It was like watching a film. It, that's what it was. And I, and I literally just had to sit back for about 20 minutes and just watch while the glorious God himself just spoke about this so with such passion and i can see all you get them get the love hearts in the chat now because we're going to go to deck start with ash you're going to need to brace yourself for this one because it's the gold <laughs> cup time 
And we're going to start with the betting first. We've got Aplutard at 100 to 30, Galvin at fours, Nelorindo at fives, Protector at eights, Albin Photo. Let's put. There we go. That's it. Aloho is at 12s. Uh, conflated at 12s as well with Tornado Fire at 12s. Forget the rest. Let's just start with Declan. Let's go, Deck. I'm strapped in. I looked at, I'm never going to recreate that. That was the moment of passion last year. But, you know, this horse is, he, he, he just, unfortunately, last year, he wasn't good enough on the day. But he still followed the, the first two home. You know, he's won two gold cups. He's, we mentioned because he, he probably has a shit name. Like, but it, it's more than that. It's, it's because the public don't get to see him that often. And we thought we were going to get the same. Like, we got excited every time we got an entry this year. Was he you got, like, three him? entries, yeah. Yeah, like, he, he got a, he, he got a, an entry in the Gamoy, you know, going to Gower and hoping to see him, you know, just just to see this horse, to, to see this horse who's won two gold cups because we have been robbed of seeing him, you know. I, I know people were there for his, his two gold cups, but you're sort of robbed. We've been robbed of seeing this horse who's won two gold cups. Yeah. Since he's won them, you know. And winning two gold cups is so special. It rarely happens. And I think he's coming here with a very, very good chance of regaining one. He's probably he'd be the first horse ever to have won two, lost one, and, and then regain it. Um, you know, three gold cups, Arkle, best mate. I, I think the horse deserves to be up there. He, he's you know we don't realise the, the year that we are living in. And it's, I think the, the three mile chase division has been deep and people are going, oh, this is a great gold cup. Yeah, it is. The, the four Irish horses are way ahead of the rest of this field. And that's just how it is. You only have to look at, you know, the, the British handicappers at the moment, the, the staying chasers. They're not really at anything at all, you know, and, and the, the handicappers trying to lash them up the handicap as quickly as possible, you know, because there's nothing around and it's actually doing the division in Britain more damage than it is good. Um, but look, I'll give a It would be amazing to see him regain this golf club. And I think he's a great chance because I, I'm worried about pace in this race. I don't know where the pace comes from. I have a feeling Andy might tell us where it's going to come from shortly, but um, when I look around, there's there's no pace in this race, and it was brilliant what we got to see last year. And all credit to Frodon, he ran he ran his race. He could have, you know, for all we know, that was the best race Frodon's ever run last year. But he took these three great chasers down the hill and into the straight, and eventually they just took over and they had a right battle up the hill. Um, I, I do think the Plutard. You know, if you were to run that same race again, a Plutard would be ridden, ridden much closer uh, because they had doubts about whether he'd stay. You know, Manella Indo turned out to be the, the best in the day. And if it's run the same, that could, you know, that could well be the same. But Albion Fowl has won a, a Gold Cup off a fast pace and he has won a Gold Cup off a slow pace. So if there's no pace in this, at least we know he handles that test and he can win a Gold Cup off a slow pace. A Plutard, you say, you know, having that two-mile pace, he might, you know, he, he might win the sprint at the end. But it's not always that simple. It's not always that straightforward. It's not always, these muddling races are not always a sprint finish. You know, it, it could get wound up. Somebody could take it up. Is Galvin going to take it up? Galvin's not short of pace. 
he was, you know, clear second in the two and a half mile novice chase at the festival. You need plenty of speed to be able to do that. He was very unfortunate that day where he's he probably bumped into the best handicap horse in Britain that day. Um outside of them, it's it's very hard to make an argument for any of the rest of them. A high senior, I think, you know, he he's not gonna take them a lap. I, I think you know it's possible it's probably dangerous running him here. I don't think he's ready. Royal Begoy can't get within twenty lengths of a Plutard. He did get closer on my Haydock. And and I'm a little bit worried about a Plutard's form because of that run. He beat Royal Begoy by less in a Haydock than he did in the Gold Cup last year. But people because of the manner of the victory and the fact that he actually won the race, people really started to hype him up. I'm wondering now, is he just regressing because he was beaten by Galvin? Galvin comes here and here. He, you know, his early season form was quite good. Um, but he's one fast ground. He beat two Willie Mullins horses, giving them weight early season. And then he went to Down Royal. Uh, Bryony Frost did give Frodo on a really good ride that day. It was stop start. And, and I think that was the winning of the race. I'd be worried about the ground, you know, talking about the rain. If it is soft, like you won at Leperstown on the chase track when it was fast at Christmas. There was lots of talk about it. He was campaigned early in the season. We, we know he likes fast ground. Uh, that would be a concern. Manel Indo really wants that end-to-end gallop, which I don't. I just don't think he's going to get here. Um, Conflate, it's probably not going to go. He should go here. He'd have a great chance, I think, in this race. The way it's going to be run, he could well be the one, but they're going to go for the Ryanair and be beat there. Um, Chandry House will have once spent the, you know, the last two months in, in Martinstown on an IV trip, and I don't know whether he has or not. If he wins this, you'll know where he's been. Uh, Tornado Floor is just not good enough. He's had loads of chances. He won a King George off a pace collapse. Hysterian um, for Lange. You know, unfortunately, if you ran him in a good golf cup, he could die like because he's an absolute lunatic. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not trying to be funny there. Like you, you do need to look after these horses. He's so it's not the right thing to do. I think that horse should be kept right-handed. Um, Bill on the roof, not good enough. Centennial, not good enough. Delta Walk is it? Is he going to go in the cross country? But he, he's done at the game anyway. I know he's. Now, Andy always argues his age, but he's been around long enough now. You know, if he hasn't worked out that he still gets fed the same when he goes home, whether he wins or loses, he's probably not the most clever horse. I reckon he, he's bigger than out by now. You know, I, I just, it's, it's, I, I know I'm probably going with me hard here. And now, look, I've always, I've been a massive fan of a blue card since I've seen him, but I just don't think Albion Photos ever got the credit he truly deserves. Um, and it might take him to win a toward golf cup to, to finally get that credit, which is absolutely off the wall. Like you're a horse, horse who's won two golf cups in a row in an area where it just does not happen. Most horses who win golf cups these days, they're never the same. And the argument can possibly be made mm. for Manella in though. Um, now, he was fat as a field at Down Royal, and I thought he was the one to take out of the race uh, in February, but you know, we're, we're yet to see him win again. And, and that's just the way it is these days. So, you know, Albion Fault has been looked after. We have been robbed of of seeing him. You know, of seeing this absolute superstar. You know, Carter Star won two golf cups. 
superstar on another level. Why is this fellow not being talked up? To, you know, does he have to win the tour? Is he a bit like best mate? Best mate, really? You know, probably only gets the recognition in these days for for doing what he's done. And you know, I I give up not being able to see this horse win at Leopardstown or run at Leopardstown or go to Punchestown. You know, to see him all, I I give up that if I could see him win a Tour Gold Cup, it'd be absolutely amazing. I think he deserves it, and I, I think he's I think he's good value. I I think he's got a great chance because there is holes to be picked in the rest of them. There's probably the least amount of holes to be picked in Album Four because. We don't see him that often. They let us down that often, you know. So it is disappointing we don't get to see him that often. But you would give it up to see him win a Tour Gold Cup and realize you are living in a time of greatness. It doesn't happen that often. Chris muted. Ah, oh, he's muted himself, has he? You're joking me. Sorry about that, Declan. I was just. I didn't want. I thought he, I he fell asleep for a minute. I didn't want to interrupt you. That's what it was. Um, thanks very much. The mighty album photo. Um, yeah, so well said, Lauren, has put there in the background. Let's come to Ash next. Ash, your thoughts on this year's Gold Cup? Um, I think Deck knows where I might stand on this Gold Cup because he did tune into the live and I'm pretty sure he um, said sort of similar lines here as he did on, on the on the live. I, I do like uh, album photo. Um, he is... A, a great horse. He maybe doesn't. He de well, he definitely doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Um, I wouldn't say he's a quarter star recognition, but I think definitely that he does. He is in deserve deserving of a bit more. I don't know why it is. I don't know why maybe the crowd haven't sort of warmed to him as much. But he is in. He doesn't need to receive some more applause for his his work. I, I, I think it's a good goal cup, but I do have question marks about a lot of the field. So our Plutards. I would question the form and I would question, does he stay? I know Deck thinks he does stay, but I would question if he stays after last year. Melena Rindo, that King George run, he has no excuses for why he put up the form so badly. No excuses. Um, and he just wasn't great that day. Uh, Protectorat, uh, is he good enough? No. Like, if he wins the Gold Cup, love the horse completely. If he wins the Gold Cup, we should retire the Gold Cup and have it as a, as a memory and not go forward with it, to be honest. Um, album photo, love him. Ten-year-olds in the Gold Cup don't have a great record, though. Uh, Chantry House, like uh, Dex said there, shouldn't be winning this at all. Uh, that Cotswold run was far, far poor than what you want to see uh, for a Gold Cup winner, uh, for sure. Tornado Flyer, uh, he hasn't done anything wrong. I just don't think he's the level um, of what a Gold Cup winner needs. And that just leaves Galvin. And I'm absolutely all over Galvin. And the more and more and more and more I look at it, I think he's potentially going to be one of my bets of the festival. He's he's definitely going to be in one of my three because I absolutely love this horse. Like, you, there's form lines running throughout him that just just show that he's a, he's a good thing for this. Like, that National Hunt chase last year was very – that was a hot National Hunt chase. You know, Scaria 10 was in behind. He's got a great chance for the goal, uh, Grand National, sorry. Next destination. I don't know what's happened to him, but he's a nifty horse. He, I think, the Nichols Yard thing a lot of next next destination. Um, I don't know why we haven't seen him since. I know he's entered sort of a few a few months ago. I want to say, but he hasn't really been seen. Uh, Remastered was in behind. He won the Labrooks Chase. He was f uh, um, he was three quarters of a length behind Frodon. 
in that uh, run at Down Royal. That was Frodon's Gold Cup. He was fired up for that race. Um, so that can that form can be upgraded for sure. Um, he showed so much guts and determination to be Aplutard um, over in Ireland at Christmas. Like he was off the bridle coming around the on, around the bend because Aplutard, um, Rachel put him in his place, and he still managed to find something. He managed to find a ninth gear uh, to get uh, past Aplutard um, at Christmas. I think his jumping is is um, the thing that's improved so much this season. He was quite. I thought he was sort of a bit slow over maybe with his fences. That's why he went to a national hunt chase. Um, but his jumping has improved tenfold. Um, and I think he's rock solid for this race. I think um, Gordon Elliott obviously didn't have this in mind at the start of the season. Um, but when he saw that run in Down Royale, I think he went, shit, this is, we need to go Gold Cup with him. Like, shit, yeah. He's, I think he's good. Um, I, I, he, he's one horse I wouldn't have any many question marks over at all. Um, the pace of the race would be interesting. Um, I don't know what's going to make it with Conflated probably going to the Ryanair. Um, so I think Galvin is, I really like Galvin for this race. Um, Paul Nichols gave him a nice uh, talk up earlier saying that was his nap for the festival as well. So that's always, always good. Um, I would mention Raw Pagai. Uh, if it turns up soft, um, which way weather's going, I think it could be a soft gold cup or sort of maybe on the softer side of good to soft. I would give him a mention. I thought that weight can performance. Um, to beat uh, Sam Brown um, was very impressive. I, I, I was taken back by it anyway. Um, and look, I've already backed him, um, non-runner money back. And if it goes good ground, then someone can buy my docket off me for 50 pence. But I think, <laughs> um, look, I think if it turns up soft, you really can't um, ignore him. I think the form that Venetia and especially Charlie Deutsch are in, uh, it, he really can't be ignored. And um, I think maybe the Gold Cup came a bit too soon last year as a, as a novice. Um, so yeah, Galvin would be my main play for the race, uh, for sure. And well, he's he's the horse that's going to win me the, the most money. I backed him at 33 earlier this season, so I've got to stick by that. Fingers crossed for you, Ash. Uh, final one, Andrew. Oh, here we go. Oh. I, I, I had a, I was hoping, Ash, on, I, I was hoping Ash or someone would tip protector. I hope I was hoping someone would tip protector. Um, I, I prepared a dissertation on why he has absolutely no chance, and <laughs> he'd be lapped. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna present it anyway because <laughs> I worked hard on it. Hans <laughs> yeah. gave him a tip at the yard if that's good enough to. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah, but like he wouldn't have a gold cup winner if it hit him in the face. Though. That's that's the that that's the problem. Like I'm not yeah. sure if if the best place to start was his 51 length defeat or 41 length defeat by Empire Steel at Kelso. Um, or beating the shunter who nearly ended up with CTA because he headbutted every second fence at Aintree <laughs> to come second to him. Um, like that wasn't even a grade one. Like Hitman was third, who's clearly a non stare. Fuso Raffles pulled up because he just wasn't well that day. He turns up in a handicap off 154 and gets beaten by Midnight Shadow. Um, and Laller, who was or Layler, who was third, was pulled up on his next start. Dosto Phil, who was fourth on his next start, was pulled up. Um, but then he puts in this monumental performance at Aintree, beating Native River, who's been pensioned because he can't run to within two stone of his handicap mark now, <laughs> as shown in the Welsh National, and he's been retired. Um, and then I don't know, simply the bets I think was third. Oh no, sorry, Sam Brown, who was 
and I fell for that form. Shame on me because I back, I, I napped him for the the national trial and he was pulled up. Uh, yeah. Simply the bets was well fancied. Guess what? He was pulled up. Imperial postcode was in that race. He was pulled up. Um, <laughs> like, and this this yoke's a single figure price for the Gold Cup. Um, I, I genuinely don't know where it comes from, and I I kind of feel bad for the English because I think there's going to be not just a one two or a one two three. There's probably going to be a one two three four five six for Ireland here before an English horse finishes. Uh, what price you get on that? Like, yeah, that would probably be the nap of the festival. And um, like, <laughs> like, like, let's see, like they just genuinely speaking here, I'm not going in any particular order, but album photo, Aplutar, and uh, let's see, conflated if he was to run, Galvin, Manella Indo, like Mount Ida, will she run? Mount Ida, yeah. Tornado, fro- t- tornado Flyer, like he needed, like jockeys wanted in the, in the window of close Cl- Sutton <laughs> to find a rider for him <laughs> in, in an Irish grade one. And he won the King George. So, like he'd probably be he'd probably be good for fifth or sixth there in the in the gold cup. But it, it, like I, I like the race in fan of me. Um and I last year I loved the race and post front page with uh album photo. I think it was Arkle and Best Mate to his right and to his left. Class. I I, I, I I really wish I got that photo just framed and put on my wall. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if I if I looked hard enough, I could. That was amazing. It was phenomenal, and I'd love the race. And fan of me wants to see album photo win this race, and I think the reason, other than a shit name, the reason why the public didn't kind of take down, he just doesn't run enough, um, and I I love the horse. He is without a doubt, like he's talent coming out with eyeballs. But if we are sitting here slagging Nicky Henderson for withdrawing Altior, if if the ground isn't suitable, or you know tucking and diving with Chishkin at the start of the season before he won, obviously at Asco, it'd be hypocritical of me to say album photo. Like he, no, like when he doesn't bullshit about it, he goes, "No, we're sticking to the same plan. Mm. We're gonna run up tomorrow." Yeah, but he still. He's, he's catching fucking pigeons at home and the gallops. Mm. You know, mm. he doesn't come out with this bullshit. That's what I love, Nicky. It, but it's the bullshit. It's yeah. the absolute tribe talk. Like, now it is kind of entertaining once you realise that what it is. Mm. But Billy says nothing. So you, you can't, nothing he, sticks to him because he says nothing. Whereas Nicky. Yeah, no, no, I understand, but like he did say that he wanted to get more runs into album photo this year, like that was a fact. He did say that, and has he's not trying to get himself a price? No, 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 that's not the that that, yeah, no, of course not. But like he's had, I think, three entries. He had one at Aintree when we were supposed to go over, he had one in the Galmai hurdle, and he had one in the handicap hurdle at the Dublin Raising Festival. They didn't take up any. And now he's came out with a saying that he doesn't have a stadium for launch right where he wants him. And I, I just, it doesn't sit too well with me. And I do hope he, he runs, he runs a proper race, but he's not really what I'm looking for in a, in a gold cup winner in 2022. And I'd love to see him win a third gold cup, but I just can't see it with kind of everything that's been said. Conflated has been brilliant. You know, with his Irish Gold Cup win, winning in a handicap, 
like all he got was abuse before he won the Irish Gold Cup. I know you liked him, Chris, but it was for a handicap. Yeah, go on. Chris. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was worse than an average yeah, line with that, you. That was there. worse, yeah. Um, and if he goes for the Ryanair, as I said earlier in the show, it would be an absolute travesty. But for me, I don't think Henry de Bromhead will bat an eyelid with the campaign that Manella Indo has had. Look, as Dex said, he was as fat as a fool at Gowron, and you could eat or not Gowron down road. You could see that on the telly. Um, the King George for an Albert Bartha winner that was just they were probably on drugs for that one. That was probably just a dare or something to, to you yeah. know, truth or dare. They chose dare. I'll run, run Manella in though, and the King George, but and they did it. But the Irish Gold Cup, he didn't do a whole lot wrong, probably wasn't 100%. It kind of masked what they did last year, just bringing the horse forward. Train a quarter miles is up this horse's tree. And with what he showed, he showed his well-being at Leopard Zone, and that's good enough for me. If you won a Gold Cup last year and showed his well-being as late as February 2022, I think he's going to take a hell of a lot of beating here in the Gold Cup. So it'll be Manella in though for me, Chris. Uh, Manella indoor for Andrew. Declan, your selection is? Hey, look, I, I just don't think the race will be run to suit Manila in, though. I, I don't think mm. he'll get the race he, he wants. Um, and we know Alvin Fall has done her off in a messy, slow, muddling pace. And, you know, as I said, it's disappointing we don't get the same. The public, you know, it, it, as Andy said, it's probably the reason they have a marathon, but you'd give it all up to see him win a Tour Cup. And, and I hope he does it. I can't say I'm overly confident about anything, but I, I'm nailing me colours. Like, I, I just hope he wins it. Um, and I know he can win it. Mm. And I know mm. Ash has mentioned his age, but, you know, it, with it's age comes experience. He's got the third one. Like, you know, he has to, he's not Benjamin Button. Like, you know, he, he will get older <laughs> as he keeps winning them. So, you know, if you're going to keep winning them, you will have to win one at 10. And, Horses have won Gold Cups at 10, so it can be done. Mm. You know, if if it never ever been done, you'd say, oh, it's impossible, but it can be done. You know, you'd, you'd give up not seeing them to see him win a tour run. Yeah. Well, want to pull up the heartstrings there, Declan. Um, sorry, <laughs> album photo for deck. And Ash, your selection is? Galvin. Galvin, very solid on that one. Uh, just remember this little comment because I remember Dennis Colin Conflair did fucking awful. Anyway, he really did. He actually did, uh, yeah. Yeah, we will have Dennis O'Regan back on the podcast next Thursday along with quite a few others like Ronan McNally, Kerry O'Brien's coming on. We've got Lily Pynchon, Max Kendrick, Kieran Gethings. Um, quite, a, quite a few people coming on next week. Um, Ash will probably be dropping in as well, won't you, Ash? I'll try my very best. I'm yeah, sure I will. I think he might have gone on mute. He's done the mute. Oh, no, I thought you were, not. I thought you were on mute then, but you're not. <laughs> right. That brings us to the end of all the graded races that we're going to be covering. But we're now going to go into handicap selections for the final three uh, for days three oh, and boy. four. And this is where Andrew is not happy. It doesn't look like <laughs> I know, no, no. I've actually, I, I've worked hard the last 48 hours. You see, I'm not employed yeah. at the minute, Chris. So my, my new job starts on the 21st of March. So I spent a lot, like, since <laughs> we've been here in, uh, last Tuesday, Yeah, I spent literally 48 hours watching the handicaps and, and going through the form. So I'm, I think I have a good grasp of it now. 
And you have been um, writing that book now for a very long time, haven't you? Yeah, a lot of editing. I've done mm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I have to write Friday. But like yeah. you've heard tonight, I, I know most of what I'm going to say on Friday. So, um, yeah, no, I'm hoping to have it done by Sunday. And if people are obviously watching or listening on playback, that's um, what today is Thursday the 3rd. So, what, well, Friday the 4th, uh, the 6th of March. Um, contact my Twitter or the USO Twitter and I'll email it to you for free. So have it, have it, you know, have right. it read. Handicap selections then. Let's come to you first then, Andrew. Oh, you put me on the spot now, my job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, I, I won't go with Tuesday and Wednesday because we, we mentioned them kind of earlier. Yeah, yeah we, we did, did them earlier. So you didn't want to um, do them on the Tuesday. <laughs> no, I, I was I was too I, I was too much in a bad mood because I was just too angry at the handicapper and I, I put out a little <laughs> tweet earlier, um which, which kind of uh, they, they kind of doubled down on my point. Um look, I'll, I'll go with a few stats. Since 2016, Gordon Elliott has had at least one horse placed in the pretend every single year, um, and including three wins with Delta Work and uh Sarda Berlay twice. He has um, an absolute onslaught of runners, obviously, as you can imagine, in the 2022 renewal. Um, obviously, headed by the two-time winner, Sarah de Berle, who's a 10-year-old, um, who's probably been trained for the race. But I think Jordan Gameford will... Actually, no, it's probably not Jordan Gameford. i say Rob James will probably take off seven from him and give him mm. a good chance. Um, Jordan Gameford will probably ride Dallas to Picton. Uh, Sassier Classy stayed on like an absolute train last time out at Navin over two and a half miles and um, she's very very interesting or sorry he's very very interesting after winning or sorry she, she I was, was right the first time she's very very interesting after winning a, a pretense qualifier at Punchestown in November uh, Deck and I were there um, but the one I quite like in the pretense is all the way down towards the bottom um, hopefully gets in it's the big galloper for Charles Burns who was last and wide the whole way around at Musselburgh and won doing handstands. Now, it was only a two to three length victory. Um, he was worth a hell of a lot more than a winning margin. If he gets in, he'd be very, very dangerous in the pretempts to give the Charles Burns yard a bit of compensation um, <laughs> after uh, Blazing Kalb getting injured. Um, I don't have a big opinion on the Kim Muir, to be brutally honest with you guys, so I'm going to skip that one. Um, Going on to Friday, I think that um, Gringo de Brawl in the county hurdle is probably a well-handicapped horse. Um, and the reason for that is he beat adamantly chosen in a maiden hurdle. Um, now, I, I've said it to you lads in the group, and I, I, I know I've certainly said it to Declan, I don't think this horse stays two and a half miles, and that might explain his run behind blades and cal and maiden company and it might explain his run in the cello when i think he was third or fourth when he traveled into the race probably like the best horse in the race and didn't quite get home he's 25 to 1 for the county hurdle and it's his only entry um and i know gordon elliott has the favorite in top bandit but i wouldn't be surprised if this horse ran a mighty race and if dysart dynamo was to run a big race in either the supreme or the ballymore this horse is going to be a springer in market and i'd be I'd be surprised if he went off 25 to 1, to be brutally honest with you. I think he's a big chance here. Mm. I think um, a fast run two miles is exactly what this horse wants. Um, mm. And I'd be very, very surprised if if you were to take the 25 to 1 now, 
I'd be very surprised if you were out of pocket by the time they're going up. I say this is a probably a ten to twelve to one chance. Um, after that, the Martin Pipe, I I could probably talk to you for about an hour on. Uh, there's a lot of horses that could be well treated in this particular race. Um, I've nothing really for the uh Fox Hunters or anything like that. I'll probably defer to my book for that one. Um, oh, like where to start? Um, I love adamantly chosen, but I think the handicapper has absolutely battered him off one four two. Like I, I, I genuinely tried. I, I get. I tried to give the handicapper the benefit of the doubt, and I just about did with Stateman with the one four one. I wasn't happy with it, but like I can kind of, to an extent, see where it came from on the Limerick run. But like it was kind of bollocks. Adamantly chosen at one four two like that like if there's a mark from the sky like I know Gaelic Warrior is pretty bad for the, for the other reasons but this one four two is just Crazy. literally from I, I cannot I I just can't and um, because he's really like, chicken know, roulette machine on it I tipped Gringo De Brel for off one thirty five who beat Adamantly chosen in a maiden hurdle and he has 142 it just makes no sense like, even off that form alone gringo de Brown is probably well in off 135 but it like it really really is it, it just makes no sense to be brutally honest with you and the one i quite like in the martin pipe is surprise package who does have an alba part and entry i do think he'll run in the martin pipe off 135 he'll get in no problem he's a 50 to one and um, if you want to like that's without non-runner no bet i think he's 33 to 1 non-runner no bet which is perfectly fine but i i think 135 is a pretty fair mark based on his fourth and the grade one at the Dublin racing festival um i i just think it's a massive massive price i think that's the race he's going to go for Um, if you want to go back far enough i'm not mad on bumper form but six lengths second to appreciate it over two and a half miles in a bumper is pretty rock solid form and he hasn't done a lot wrong over hurdles like he was seven and a half lengths second to eric bloodaxe and very very heavy ground over three miles at limerick and um, traveling really really well and it just looked like he didn't quite get home and it was after the second last one they kind of went slow at the dublin racing festival where danny mullins just kind of took control of the race on manila cocooner and it just kind of caught surprise package out i think if they came back and trip here to the martin pipe he would i think he would give a good account of himself and if you're getting 50 to one right now uh, or 33 to one non-run bet um i think you're getting a pretty fair price there Um, i don't want to go here tipping you know eight nine ten to one shots and handicaps because they'll probably be that price in the day but i think surprise package and gringo de Brel, um you know as standouts i think they will go quite well at big big prices um and i, I think they're ones that could move in the weeks heading up to the Cheltenham festival and um, especially gringo de Brel if dysart dynamo was to excel in a grade one because i think that winning distance is kind of exaggerated because both horses kind of led up because obviously dysart dynamo was well clear and gringo de Brel was well clear for second and i think that race kind of ended before the last hurdle um, which kind of might make it difficult for a, a handicapper to assess, um, especially at two miles, whereas, you know, Gringo de Brel was kind of campaigned a further, whereas I don't think he stays that trip. So, um, yeah, so it'd be Gringo de Brel and surprise package for me, Chris. I wouldn't be mad on too much else with the plate or the Kimio or anything like that at this moment in time, but if anybody wants to read my book, I'll have an opinion on that probably by Sunday. 
Will you? Can I get a summary of the book? Can I? <laughs> yeah, you just scroll to the last page. You get the best. Yeah. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't do the reading. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's Rob. He skips to the end of the podcast. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, won't, he won't see that, Chris, because he's not watching. <laughs> yeah, no, he won't see my that comment though. Yeah. Um, Deck, you? Yeah. Look, I so I, I went through all days with the past years last night, so I just try rattle through them. Um, the Bertems. For me, it all revolves around one race, and that was a two-and-a-half-mile handicap portal at Navan on the 18th of December. Mm. It was a blanket finish. It was won by Futurum Regium. He um, he won it off 116. He's up £15 since, £80 are tax. All right, he, he's run well since. Um, Sassy Yeklasi was second. She was off... Um, one three one. She's off one four two here. Mm. So she's up eleven. The one I'm probably going to um land on is is Falcano, who was there was plenty of money for Falcano that day, but he, he you know he was close. He probably only beat about a length. He's probably the best treated. He's only up ten pound overall. He actually finished fourth there. Gordon's gone here mob handed. I know Rob James taking seven off sorry to Burley. I know Dumboyne is in here. He was the pretense of the part. Yeah. Stop trying to figure it out. Gordon doesn't care which one of them is it. Stop no. trying to figure now. out which one Gordon is. It's not, sorry to bear late, because Rob James is, is getting on and taking the seven off. He doesn't care. He'll have the four six on here. <laughs> you know, stop thinking too much into it. Go for the one you like. Um for me, it's it's Volcano. And just while I'm on this race, fucking handicapper's not getting away with it tonight. Hey, here we go. Strap in again. We're what's off. Not to, what's not to know is in here, Mouse Morris. Right. He, he's in here off 137. He went to Leopardstown off 127. He got £2 for finishing fourth off the Irish handicapper, but he's off 137. Now, Mouse Mar- Morris hasn't been in form for about 10 years. It's not like he's got something up his sleeve. And in fairness to him, he's, he's had a pretty difficult time. You know, he, he's lost a son. Like, he's a really, really good trainer. It, it, it's, it's taking the piss to give that horse. Like, we spoke about it the other night, and Andy said maybe it's off his chase mark, which is 130. That's wrong. That's totally wrong. It's a hurdle race. Like, it, it, it's so unfair what's happened this year. You know, if if the Irish had more winners last year, and by the way, I preferred it when you were down there hoping for an Irish winner. It made it more fun. The Brits, yeah, yeah, they'll be winning more races. It's a little bit, it's a little bit boring. Like you know, if we don't know what to do with all this sterling we bring home, it, it's really unfair what's gone on here. You know, if Ireland's getting more winners, it's up to the British trainers to. You know, handicap your horses better. It, change your methods. You know, don't rely on the handicapper. You know, the handicappers come out and made a statement this year, and he said the Irish novices are way clearer than the British novices. But yeah. Ash told us the other night, Constitution Hill is his nap in a meeting. He's contradicting himself. He either thinks the Irish novices are better or, or the British novices are better. So it, it's clear what's gone on here. And the end of the day the handicapper is a professional he has to do you know if his professional opinion 
is that the Irish novices are better, that's fine. But he shouldn't be making comments that Constitution Hill wins the Supreme. You know, he has a job to do and he should be doing it as a professional. Anyway, on to the play. Um Bustleton for me in off 145. Like he he was he got out um he got out early last summer, got plenty of experience into him, picked up a couple of wins when the handicapper might not necessarily be looking at him too hard, you know. He he wasn't knocked about in the Irish article. He you know, it was it was probably public schooling, wasn't it? Like, you know, he, <laughs> he wasn't put into the race at all. Yeah. Chase Tom sealed the age sealed the age before that. Um I think that early season campaign will really, really stand to him here. Um he's hundred and thirty seven in Ireland and he's hundred and forty five here. He, like, you know, God knows what Joseph has done with this arm, so I'm not really too concerned about it, but he, he does look to stand out to me. Uh, the Kim Moore is a funny one because he's looking at a few of these for um, the ultimate, but they're probably going to go here because he won't get in. Like two of them. Now, here's another funny one, right? <laughs> the All Care and Mr. Fog Patches, okay? They ran in the Thiestes. There's a half length between them. Mr. Fog Patches finishes ahead of the All Care. In Ireland, Mr. Fog Patches 138, the All Care 137. Right. The British handicapper, the All Care 142, Mr. Fog Patches 140. Like, it's messing. It's absolute messing. What's going on? Like, what? How? I know they are opinions. And, and this is, I'm not even getting that. You know, nothing extra pounds on the Irish horses. You do expect them all, expect some pounds gone on because we know the British handicapper inflates them. But how can those two opinions be the opposite? Like, you know, um, and it, Kim, I, I, Kim I, I just said that in the Kimio, it's been confirmed that Jamie Codd's gonna ride smoking gun, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Look, I, I think the, I think the all care and Mr. Fog Patches need to win to get into the Irish national, um. Yeah. That's why I think they're going to be trying. Now, mate, young Pat Pat is probably going to ride the all care. Yeah. Um, I'm not his biggest fan, but he, he probably gets that right there. Do, I do like another um, now made horse, Everglow. Now, he's hacked around in a few beginners chases. Like, he ran in that one that, you know, remember when Floor jumped the last, like a bag of hammers? He's still yeah. behind Blue Lord, Gabby Nacko, and Farouk Delen. Um, I, I think he could be well handicapped over here. Uh, the county hurdle. And I'm still not letting that fella away, the handicapper. What's his name, by the way? Something My mate with... Mozzie. My mate Mozzie, 146, <laughs> right? He was thumped around by Sir Gerhard at Leopardstown. My he was boy, a 170 horse. Everyone knows that. <laughs> My mate Mozzie, right? <laughs> Right, the Irish handicapper had him on one for one going going to Leopardstown. He's been well beaten by Sir Gerhard and he's got raised. He's gonna get dropped by the Irish handicapper. So when the Irish handicapper drops him, if he had an opportunity to drop him now tonight, what would the difference be? He's getting dropped from one for one. The British lad has him in at one for six. It's taking the piss. That is it. Get into the Supreme. You're not welcome here in the county hurdle. We don't want you here. It, it's an absolute joke. Statuary is in here as well. It, it was a short head between them and the Royal Bond. There's still the seven pound between them. But Andy's already mentioned it. 
Gringo the Braille actually looks well handicapped. I don't know. He, maybe he's backed him. You didn't hear that, and Ash, did you? Didn't hear the mention Gringo the Braille because it looks to me like he's backed him. The Torden the Cello, and uh, he was probably never really put into it against Dysart Dynamo and comes here. You know, I, he's probably not a really well handicapped horse. You're probably going the best handicapped horse, you know, traveling from Ireland. Um, what's the next one? Uh, the Mark there's one of them just jumping out to me, and he just fits the William Mullins profile. He's a horse I've had in my tracker. I think he's going to be a three mile chaser. I'm trying to say he's all year. This fella needs a step up and trip. Bang, he's entered in the Martin Pipe. Uh, he's been running over two miles, quite consistent, hitting the bar all the time. Just you know, showing he's a good horse, but crying out for a step up and trip. And it's the ploy to get away. And I'd be quite confident he turns up here and runs like a William Mullins Martin Pipe horse. Thanks very much, Jack. That's all of them, isn't it? Uh, that's so, all the handicaps, isn't it? That's not that's more. Go through a few more. I can have. Yeah. I can find loads of races to have a go at handicap. <laughs> yeah, you're here all night. Yeah, uh, Ashley. Yeah. So in between traveling, uh, I've been doing the last few days. I haven't had a, an endless time to look at the handicaps. I've looked at uh, two, uh, and I'll throw up one for the uh, fox hunts as well. So the Potems, uh, I had three horses uh, in mind for it. Uh, one is one I've kind of backed, but I've maybe I maybe backed on heart rather than head. Uh, I don't think he's going to get in, but it was Kansas City Chief. Um, I've really liked him around Cheltenham this season. Ran four times, won twice, beating Sporting John in one of them. Uh, ran a close second behind Dolphin Square and then finished third in another race. Um, he's run the Potems three times. Um, he was off 1-3-7 when he finished 13th behind Delta Work in 2018. Uh, one three three when he was sick behind side Berlay in 2020, and uh, one two six last season, which was very low, uh, when unseating rider uh, behind Mrs Milner. Uh, he's off a mark of one thirty. I speak to Neil Mulholland today. I don't think he's going to get in. I think you want to be able, you want to be around one three three one three four to get in. So I think he's just going to miss out, which would be a shame because I, I backed him at a massive price of fifty to one. Um, I just. I think he's in the form of his life, and the runs I've seen around Cheltenham, I think Victoria Mal uh, Malzard is a good claimer as well um and i think he could he could go close if he gets in the race especially with victoria claiming uh but i don't think he's going to get in um this leads on to my two horses i actually think will get in and probably have a slightly better chance one of them is side of burley the more and more i looked at it last night i thought he was absolutely thrown in um uh rob james obviously claiming uh seven pounds um he uh he ran to an rpr of 165 in the stairs last season which is one pound uh, better than his RPR when beating the storyteller in 2020 and 11 pounds higher than when his RPR when winning the 2019 Potems, uh, being to be fair. Um, sorry, my uh, word document's just gone a bit uh, messed up. Let me just scroll back to where I was. Um, if you take a look at that 2020 Potems, the storyteller went on to finish second in an Irish Gold Cup, uh, running to an RPR of 166, improving 13 pounds as a chaser. Uh, Tute Permi improved 19 pounds as a chaser. Third wind improved twelve pounds as a hurdler. Rapper in six finished uh, improved six pounds as a hurdler. This Potems is nowhere near as good as that one um, that he won. Then, uh, so and he's running off a three pound lower mark this year. Uh, Rob James is great for his claim, uh, so I think he could be absolutely thrown in. 
uh, for this race. I don't think he's done much wrong. I, I don't have any issues with that Warwick run, to be honest. Uh, people say he's maybe gone at the game. I don't have any issues with that. And the second one, at massive price, is if the cat fits at 33 to 1. Simply, he was a 1 6 2 chaser. Uh, he finished seven lengths behind Chamblou in a novice chase in 2020. Uh, he was a 155 hurdler uh, as soon as April uh, and a 150 hurdler in November. He's now for Mark 137. So if he brings any of his old form, he could go close. Um, the Kim Mule was the other handicap I managed to look at, and I found two. Um, Oscar Elite, you have to forgive a few runs. Um, he ran over two mile four the last two runs, which I don't think is his trip. I think he's a proper stayer. Um, in the bar, he was 11 pounds behind, uh, sorry, 11 lengths behind Vanillier. Uh, ran into one there with Vanillier. He went to Cheltenham in November and he was traveling all over three under three five when falling three out. And I don't think Brendan Powell did a wrong thing when asking for one at that fence. I think with any other horse with a bit more experience over a fence, um, he takes it in his stride and he goes and bolts up by nine lengths. But I think Brendan maybe, I don't know if he forgot or just had a bit more trust, but it was a novice first time chasing. Uh, so asking for a big one there maybe wasn't the best idea in the world. Uh, if he returns to anywhere off his mark of one four two over hurdles, uh, he goes close off one three four uh, for this race. And I think just 16 to one or around about there is a bit too big. Um, they were talking about him going for the Kim Mule rather than the ultimate Tizards yesterday, which is good. Um, and I will join on the handicapper um battering train give it him all that give it because <laughs> schoolboy hours he got uh for no mead um got stung about four or five pounds um because i can't remember what mark he was off i think he was maybe off um he, he lost a bit i, I can't really remember i don't know why i haven't wrote it in my notes but basically i think he's about one three seven He's off 142 for this race. I think he would have been off about 137 or something like that, maybe in Ireland. Uh, but uh, Andy can look that for me. Um, but I really like this horse. Uh, and I, I think I might have just stumbled across maybe a, a graded one in this race. Um, he, uh, I, he's, I think, in, well, no, I think, sorry. In 2020, he finished two lengths behind latest exhibition. Uh, he's a 155 horse. Uh, he, had to, um, he came up about like eight lengths off the pace, traveling like an absolute train. I went in behind latest ex exhibition in that race. Uh, he's ahead of Run Wild Fred, who's a 158 chaser. Uh, he finished two lengths off Enjoy Dallant, who's improved 10 pounds, so 148 chaser. Uh, he was 13 lengths off Castleborn West in a chase in 2020, uh, who's a 162 chaser. Uh, he's finished seven lengths behind Milarindo in a beginner's chase, uh, which was won by Lorena. Um, you know, don't need to speak about how good those horses are. Uh, he's three length off, off Eclat de Rear in a beginner's chase as well. Eclat de Rear is somewhere in the 160s, I want to say. It was um, some people's um, idea of a Gold Cup horse at one point. Um, I think he is a graded chaser. I think he's. I think he could easily improve, or he easily is, maybe a one five five um, chaser around that. He's in off a mark of one four two. I think this could have been a little bit of a plot from Noel Mead because he ran at Christmas, ran very, uh, ran sort of all right, and I think he's just kept him away for this race. Um, he beat uh, Ben Dundee, uh, which was uh, I thought quite snug. Uh, he won by. Uh, I think half a length maybe or something like three quarters of a length. Uh, so I think he could be a nice one for this off a marker 142, about 16 to one. Uh, and then finally, Hunter's Chase, um, Bob and Co wins. And that's the end. <laughs> Bob Sainz. Very, very, that's Sainz. Bob and Co does <laughs> win the uh, Fox Hunters for myself as well. Uh, and sorry, they're not the Fox Hunters, the, hot, the Hunter Chase, yeah. Um, you're not allowed to call it a fox hunter. You're not allowed to do anything in Britain anymore, are you? Yeah, no. Can't even call it a fox hunters anymore. Yeah, well, 
Well, you're yeah. pretending you're, you're out hunting something else. The hunters <laughs> out hunting fucking yeah. pretend foxes. Can I, can I just ask uh, you Irish lads a question about a horse, actually, in the county hurdle? Um, oh. Slip of the tongue, Padraig Roach's horse. Is that the horse he would... deployed to get away the last days? Yeah, he beat deployed to get away, but I thought that was quite impressive because he, he was a bit well. I thought he was idling a little bit in front, but you know he's kept good. He's kept good company this year with like to, he finished behind Tihupu and Quilixios at Limerick over Christmas. Um, he beat obviously deployed to get the way in that listed novice hurdle at New York. That, that was down. Simply Mark Lodge by the way. Yeah, they, they bumped. Didn't they after jumping, that was some mm. shit. Like he came right out of the saddle and, and held on. Yeah. Mm. He's got he's got a mark he's got a marker one four one. I know his jumping's probably his drawback, um, but if he's going to take it in the ne next level, this could be you know a decent each way shot sixteen to one. I thought pod uh, for uh, for the counter. Any thoughts, lads? Well, we fancy Gringot the Braille, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't put you off, Chris. Um, Cheers. Look, he's um, <laughs> they're back him now. He's <laughs> only, he's only be, about six to four, Chris. Is he? What's no, he's, not, he's only <laughs> four, we're not around Wolverhampton now, Declan. <laughs> All right, well, that, that he did that. last time out, though, didn't he? Listen, yeah, well, oh, yeah, you do. I do love one of them ones, don't I? I, I do, often love them. yeah. Bob and Co didn't win last time out. Come on, yeah, and no, now, he's did, only now one, we did hollow game. Yeah, he's only ran what four or five times in his life. Like, yeah, nine oh, times yeah. out of ten, at like regardless if it's a Cheltenham Festival, Royal Ascot, you know, a, 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 a handicap at Chelmsford, he's gonna be progressive. So, <laughs> love a progressive one. Right, come on. Um, just to finish us off, we'll get on the three-hour mark in ten minutes' time. Best bets of the festival. Just one, one nap. One next best. That's all we need, boys. One nap, one next best. I see Ash rubbed his hands together. So we'll go with Ash first. Nap, next best festival. Oh, and Ash, Ash not, not none of these odds on shots. Yeah, no I'll come here with favourites now. Good lad. Um, leave that to stay and he's not here tonight. <laughs> can I just mention quickly before I do my nap and next best? We didn't we didn't cover the National Hunt Chase uh, quickly. Uh, I like Statler, but I also like On the Ropes at a price. I think the Mullins Yard uh, think he's a very good horse, and I think he's just been a little bit overlooked. Uh, if you look at that Fiestes, uh, he was staying on 18 lengths behind Longhouse Poet into fifth. Um, he was, um, you know, he's. I think he's a very good horse, and I think three miles six will be a good thing. Um, so my naps and next best. God, you put me on the spot here because I, uh, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, it's a hard year, in fairness. It, it is, is yeah, really, tough. really, really who genuinely is difficult who did you talk most passionately about. Yeah, which which one gave you the fire in your stomach? As well, as well. <laughs> I, I really like. It Monty was Galvin, Carter. wasn't it? It was Galvin. It was Galvin. I think Galvin. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't. Mm, mm. I'm gonna have to nap Galvin because I do think he just wins. Um, and I think five to one's a great price for someone to just win. Um, mm. can I give you two next bests? Okay. Okay. I'll let you off. Can I give you Mighty Potter and um for this for the Supreme that is, um and I'm looking through it because I swear I had one more. But um, can I give you um Camprond for the Coral? Yeah, my nap is um the BHA handicapper. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't leave you. Why did you not leave that to me? Like, for... <laughs> you've like... already had your fucking shot. Gone deck your nap next best. Come on, butter. Um, look, I, I don't know. I, I suppose I was quite convinced myself about Staghorn. So <laughs> uh, I'll have to put him up as the nap. My next best. Um. Look, I, if three strike blight was to run in the Supreme, mm. I'd be I'd be quite confident about him. What about the Ballymore? I'm gonna have to back him, but I want him to run in the Supreme. I just think his jumping's <laughs> electric. Like you know, it's it the game is jumping, you know. Yeah. Um Yeah, I didn't really think about Chris, but I, I did notice I was quite passionate about Stag Horn, so You did. Yeah, I definitely put him as It wasn't just you who noticed, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Right. Thanks, Deck. Um, Andrew. I I I could be here all night. That's that's what I'm saying. No, no, look my nap, and it's because I fancy magic days so much for the Oracle. And it would just be hypocritical if I kind of deserted it concertista for the mare's chase is probably my nap uh she's best price at the minute seven to two um three to one general eddie may is as consistent as they come but on i, I just think there's better chasers out there than her um which was kind of shown at aintree and i know that was her first run of the season and there was gale force wins and she was literally being blown out to anfield every time she jumped the fence but <laughs> it was it, it wasn't it just it just didn't look good it, it, yeah it rubbed me the wrong way it just it just did not look good like i think mm-hmm. she should have beaten zambella um who's talented in her own right but i think concertista is from what she's shown throughout her whole career i think she's going to be more talented than uh than ellie may over fences so she would be my nap um i'm going to take on declan here because I think it's such a weak race, but I I really like Manala Crooner um for my next best. And Ooh. then as my kind of I I'll give you an each way selection. I, I think Ringo Jabrell as a kind of as the price that it is now, um and Gabby Nako in the RSA or the Brown Advisory, and um, whatever you want to call it now. Ooh. Um, 66 to one yeah but I, like, went in, I went in on that today wow. i backed him yeah if you hey, hey. If, if you just want a price like I, i'm i'm not here telling your horse that should or shouldn't win but if you're backing gabby knackle at 66 to one he's going to be 10 or 12 to one on the day just take the 66s now and get yourself a bit of value gringo de Brel at 25 to one he'll be half the price on the day because it's his only entry yeah and if dicer dynamo excels in grade one company and I don't think he's going to run mo- like badly below form. At worst, he's going to be second or third. Gringo mm. Debrell is going to be sitting out like a sto- sore thumb. If you're getting mm. 25 to 1, just back him now. Take the value. That's what the previews are for. It's not what you think you're going to win. If you want to just take a stance in the markets, take Gabanaco for the RSA or Brown Advisory. Take Gringo Debrell for the county. Even Surprise Package, who does have a an RSA entry, but he's 50 to one for the Martin pipe. Yeah. yeah. Um, or 33 is 
you know, non runner, no bet. I'm adamantly chosen you, Andy. Uh, look, I'll I'll leave him for my book, but I, I think 142, that's just that's taking yeah. a piss. Like I, I, I really fancied him, but I thought he was gonna get a, a mark him. I thought he was gonna get a mark in the mid 130s. Like where in like, mm. where is form does he like where in any mark of his form, if you take Ebisari's form, if you take yeah. um Gringo de Brel's form, where the fuck is he ran to 142? <laughs> like anywhere, like even close, and with half a stone of 142. Look, yeah. I'll be happy. Look, tweet me, show me where he's ran to 142, and I'll, I'll, I'll be like, DM me, baby. DM me, baby. He hasn't oh, yeah. anywhere close to 142. <laughs> uh, we want to know, Andy, we want to know what Tommy's is to get Tommy on the blower. He'll be, here. To come on, He'll be here for the drop in. He'll be here for the yeah, drop in. Oh, that's He'll good. Then no, we'll be... leave it for that. We'll leave it for that. I'm not going to yeah. tip adamantly chosen because I said I said you he'd be a handicap horse in February because if he's getting he, 142, yeah, he should have been well handicapped. Yeah. He's getting 142. Like where, yeah. where in God's name is he ran to 142? <laughs> like. I say what price is when he won the last day? One to six or something? Yeah, yeah, one to a million. Like he did, he did exactly what he did exactly what the form book said. It's like right, pal, one forty two. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna tip. Get that, into like, the Bally you. Get yeah. the fuck into the Bally I'm, I'm, I don't want to say, you know, like I don't want to tip a horse just because I said it to you in February because it's that's that's not no, what no, this no. is for. So like you, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you horses that I think are well handicapped. Are you talking about being stopped? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Basically, yeah. Right. Actually, you know, I I said um three should like because if he doesn't run there, it, I I am quite keen on Gringo the Braille for all the same reasons. Andy spotted mm. like we obviously seen the same thing there. The only entry. Ran in the channel, ran in the grade two. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. I, I texted Andy yesterday, though. I was like, oh. Hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He was the only hmm. one I found yesterday. He was the only horse in all the handicaps. In in all the handicaps, he was the only horse who wasn't 10 to 1. The puppies just have everything in 10 to 1. There's fucking 15, 10 to 1 shots in every race. True, true. Right, um, my next best, we're hammering this Albert Bartlett tonight because my next best is Hollow Games in the Albert Bartlett. That trade, Jesus Christ. That's three, yes, already in the Albert Bartlett. Um, sorry about that. And my nap is Bob and Co. in the Hunters. Oy, oy. I'm David Maxwell is going to do a Mark Walsh all the way up that hill. And, oh, wow, I'm just, I'm just excited to see David. He gets me. He gets me going. Ah, oh, Dave. <laughs> what what price is there, Bob and Co? Twelves. Uh, nah, shortened. Was it? I think so. Yeah. He was twelves when we were talking the other night, Ash. I think it's because um. Has Cat Tiger come out yet? Yeah, because Cat Tiger's gone to the Kim Mule. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So oh, I really? Think, let me okay. just quickly check. I'll check it. Um, he said that after Shantou Flyer one on Sunday. He, he said, said this. Yeah, Tiger no, there's there's one, one bookmaker that's twelves. This is why you should yeah. follow me on Twitter, everyone is watching, because my my mate Harry, uh, he he interviewed David Maxwell about two weeks ago, and David Maxwell said Bob and Co for the Hunter's Chase, which instantly means Cat Tiger's not going to go, and yet um, Bob and Co was still 14 to the market. Um, 
I have got the prices here. Bob and Co is uh, oh no, still uh, tens in places. I've just seen the winner there. It's the first time I've ever looked at the race, but I found the winner. Oh, is it wing leader? Large Schnitzel. Oh yeah, well uh, you know he's got a good I chance. I forgot he went chasing foxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's no short prices there for me, Declan. You know, no flies on me. First one there, so. last time. Right. I, I tipped hundred to one shot tonight. Oh yeah, sorry. Telling me twelve you, 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 You've ten times me. Sorry, <laughs> you've ten times me there. Um, well, three hours on the dot, boys. What a podcast. Been a long one. It's been a good How was this longer than Tuesday? Like we're... Oh, well, we didn't even have Stephen. Thank God. Thank God. I know. He did leave the background about 10 minutes ago, but he weren't. He wasn't like the. It was just his, his computer. It's probably Lauren come back and switch it off. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Josh, for coming along, buddy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. Good luck in the competition tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, you get the win that you deserve. Yeah, good uh, luck, Josh. Best luck, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Keep in touch, and uh, we'll all be back next Thursday for the drop-in show. Um, there's not, no, we're not previewing this weekend's race. Is that right show for the drop-in? Yes, I should be I will, yes, and I'll have some more handicap selections. I'll have some more time to get my teeth Is, uh, is, is Harry coming on? Harry's good crack. Yes, yeah, Harry Harry's coming on. Yeah, I love some of the stuff he puts up. He's good crack. Yeah. Is he on, yeah? Yeah, yeah he's, he's on, yeah. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, well, three hours. Lauren's put three full stop hours, full stop. Look, we've kept the, the, the audience has been there. You know, it's been there. It has dropped over the last hour. Well, we have done we have done well considering it at the RS is at theirs tonight. So, oh, shit, them. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. We've oh, yeah. Well Jamie, Cod, uh, Jamie Cod gave a good mention to um, Mighty Potter and Supreme. Yeah. Oh, well. Cod Meister. Oh, yeah. He is. Yeah. Well, the reason he's not on here is because obviously Declan. He wasn't invited on. He wasn't invited on. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right, boys, we'll we'll wrap it up there. I've got a lot of stuff to do now. Uh, this, but um, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody in the audience who's been listening, and don't count me as the audience. Lauren will wrap that up with that. Thanks very much, boys, and we'll see you again very soon. Cheers. Good luck, lads. Cheers. 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 Cheers.